Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. Holy it is holy. current year. Ooh. 2016. Yes. To BBY. Can you believe it is current year? To BBY. The, the future. <laughs> 14 BBY. Darth Vader gets his mask. You know what I'm getting at? Do you know? First off, I mean, first off, of. anyone who's not a Star Wars nerd does not know what BBY is. <laughs> <laughs> Letting everyone know. Anyone it who's means, not... it uh, stands for Before Battle of Yavin, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it definitely does. It stands does. for uh, Baby, and 14 Baby yeah. is far That's too young. Yeah. That's I, was far too young. I was imagining it as 14 Baby. So. 14 Baby. Nope, nope. No. It has a Star Wars nerd thing, just so you're aware. I spent the majority of yesterday, I think, reading on Wikipedia about all of the, um, I think, the, the Legends stuff, the Legacy stuff or whatever, about, like, the, the new Galactic Empire and all that kind of I'm stuff gonna... and the invasion of the Vong and all that kind of craziness. Yeah. That was cool. I, look, despite it not existing anymore, I think Legacy stuff is still pretty dope. And... When did they declare it non-canon? Uh, uh, pretty much as soon as they ago? announced episode Two 7, Two years right? ago? Yeah. Who decided? What did Disney do that? Yep. Yeah. Disney sat down with Lucas, and they were like, "Here's the deal. This is what's in. This is what's out." Literally, John. The only things in are um, the Clone Wars cartoon, the or, or animation, the Rebels animation, the movies, and then the new books that are released and new comics. Other than yeah. that, everything else is out. Even though they like pick and chose some things to keep, like they kept some things here and there. All the rest of it is like non-canon. So was it was it canon before? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Lucas was like, so. yeah, sure, all right. Uh, Lucas had a had a thing where he said to writers and creators and everything that was like, you can do anything forty years before the first movies, and for, uh, uh, I'm sorry, you can do anything. Um, it like like there's a forty year period. So after Episode Six, after Turn of the Jedi, you can do anything you want forty years after that. Or, or up to 40 years after that, but at the 40-year mark, you can't do anything because that's where I want to continue my story. So he gave them, like, a 40-year period after Return of the Jedi, and then he oh. gave them a period before uh, Episode 1, and then he's like, oh, and if you want to do anything a couple thousand years ago, just go ahead and do right. that. So he, like, so had he... a whole crazy thing that he's like, just do whatever, it's yours. So the Old Republic is canon, right? It's um, um, actually, no. Re- uh, uh-huh. What? So... This is not necessarily true now, Jesse. So there was an official uh, book that came out, and it was talking about... I'm trying to do this with a vo- by avoiding spoilers. Uh, it was talking about Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not done yet. Hold no, I on. Know I know what you're going to say. All right. Because are we going to talk about Darth, Darth Revan? Yeah? It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. People were saying Revan. Yeah, basically Kylo Ren's lightsaber, the crystal comes from a key moment in the Revan storyline. Yes, uh, which but, indicates that that is canon. But the events in the game are not canon. So it's a weird, like, Revan as a character is canon. The events of the storyline involving Revan are not canon. It's fucking crazy. So it makes just, no sense. I guess uh, the real answer is who gives a shit? Exactly. Yeah, mostly. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, if a cartoon version of the real world can be canon to a real live action world, then because the Clone Wars is a cartoon, yes. So, Very so, much so you know, that's then I guess the old yep. public can canon in my. I, mind. I'm sorry, I can't believe that Spider Mole is canon. It's like, well, 
You made Who? that canon of all things. You made Spider Mole canon. Oh, let me yeah. look it up here on my other space computer. John blasts off into light speed. Boop, 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 boop. So yeah, what if I just my head blows up scanner stuff? Wait, what is the uh, what is it called? Spider what? Well, it's not called Spider Mole. Literally, the the canon it is. is it, it is, is Spider Mole. Yeah. What is it? What is the, the name? Ca of this the thing? canon is that Darth Maul lives after Episode One and yes. constructs himself a set of robotic spider legs. Yes. That is totally the canon. The canon That's is canon. Darth Maul, who gets cut in half, lives, and is in the Clone Wars series. So, so he's he's in Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, very much so. What the fuck? There's a canon that Darth Maul lives. Yeah, that now that is understand. the canon. Now you get it, John. There's the rage. Oh he's, yeah. The, he's basically what? like a Dark Souls monster. I see it's him terrible. here. It's what terrible. What the fuck? That is the worst thing I've ever seen, but they cut out fucking Old Republic, you know, the game with a bunch of well-thought-out storylines. They, look, they yeah. cut out Shadows of the Empire, which is maybe the best, like, Listen, expanded dude, universe thing ever. Star, Star, Shadows of the Empire is the most fun I ever had getting motion sick and throwing. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. That's, uh, that game is like runs at, like, five frames per second. It's very cinematic by today's standards. <laughs> Absolutely. PlayStation 4 could barely handle that. <laughs> you got nothing on the cinematography of that. So I, I never like. I maybe I, I didn't play the game at the right time, but I, I go back and it's just like a, I, it's not good to me. There are some know. games that are just they just don't stay yeah. well. It's like instead of playing Shadows of the Empire, just play Jedi Knight. You know that is better. Just Jedi Knight. Game. what's that for? PC. Mostly. <laughs> Not like I did a fucking series on I was going to say, pretty sure you mentioned Jedi Knight multiple times Star during that series. Yeah. I never mentioned Jedi Knight. Never uh, I think out. you did in your big, oh, and here's all the other ones list, yes. which took yes. about 30 seconds. No, it wasn't. I, I see what you've done here. And I'm sarcasm. <laughs> Jedi Knight. No, I didn't talk about this one. Uh, maybe it was in the in the montage. I'm not sure. It was. Oh, it was I in the montage. I yeah. I you, you never actually said anything about it. I think I must have uh, just in there i didn't play that one <laughs> yeah. for the guy in chat who's like what about kyle katarn he's out he's uh, the rogue one movie is that storyline yeah so yeah the rogue one unless he's in that movie which would be awesome he's not in the lore anymore yeah rest in peace kyle you were a badass indeed welcome to the corruptional podcast we do occasionally talk about video games our special guest today whose head is three times larger than ours it would seem as needs to zoom out just a little bit Thank is Mr. John Tron, welcome back to the show after a good year and a half absence, I believe. Has it been that long? I think it has, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Uh, I hope that at least a couple of you out there don't know who I am so I can ruin my reputation and it won't affect you in any sort of meaningful way. <laughs> wow, that wasn't even a joke. So you don't have to give me a pity laugh, Dodge. There was like a single tear there. <laughs> yeah. Don't ruin my reputation. I want to say something <laughs> inflammatory. That's what I'm here for, really. That shouldn't be a problem. I'm pretty sure we did that last time. <laughs> we we could talk about fucking the Star Wars Monopoly set and the bullshit that's going on around that. that there's, there's something. How? Is there really something to talk about around the Star Wars there Monopoly There annoyingly is. Like, at least if um, if Facebook is to be believed. Because apparently it's been a really fucking slow news year. <laughs> well, wait, wait. What is? What was the... I mean, you've already talked about it, but I'm just filming in. What, what's wrong with it? Uh, well, Ray's not in it, so sexism. Ray's not in it. Why would she be not? Wait, hold on. Is it is it Star Wars Force Awakens or Star Wars all together? It's just all together. Oh, then who can? It... Exactly. <laughs> there's only the four. There's only yeah. four characters in it. Yeah. And uh, 
your mic's now gone too low, John, which is a bit weird. Mine has gone too low? I, I, what what <laughs> mic are you using exactly? Huh? Are you using what? The... Uh, hello? I'm what? sorry. Am I too low has right now? Has my mic gone too low? Stop it, Dodger. Te- <laughs> test. Guys. Hold on. Is this better? I mean, Oh, hey, this is probably why. Um, is this better? I mean, it is right now, but you're right well, up I, in your... No, I think I just had the automatic uh, up and down oh, okay. thing on. All right. That's let me know if then. it goes back down. All right, I'll let you know. Uh, yeah, but fuck, fuck talking about that. Let's talk about video fuck, games. Fuck. Video games are better. Monopoly's a shit game. Everybody knows this. If you buy Monopoly, Facts. you are awful. Facts. Yeah. You really are. You just you're encouraging Mono- them to keep making Monopoly, and that's not okay. Mono- Honestly, I think uh, Monopoly, like themed Monopolies, are really cool. Uh, I just like them. They seem like a nice collectible because then you can pull out. Although, if you add, like, an Oculus Rift, which is... Oh, pre-orders open uh, tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow they do. I'll be putting my pre-order down for that. Yes, I'm actually pre-ordering it are? because they're limited and they're hardware and actually wanted early, so one of the only legitimate reasons to do so. Let me... Can I just say real quick uh, about the future of VR, which I've been an enthusiast of, of for many... Indeed, you forced me to, to play a motion-sickness-inducing Sonic right. at your apartment in New York. Oh, uh, you played the Sonic at my Yes, you, you put it on my face, and I felt so sick. But did you not... <laughs> I, obviously, it wasn't calibrated. I mean, not was at all. Active. But, but I mean, you could see some potential for a future... Right? No? Yes, no? Yeah, Maybe of course. So. Well, I mean, anyway. I've, got the, I've got Gear VR now, and I see yeah. the potential with that. It's great. Right, well, anyways, like, well, I used uh, some sort of, uh, uh, I forgot what it's called, but some sort of, uh, like, software emulation type shit to make Sonic Generations go into VR, and that's what he's talking about. But what I was going to say about VR is just, like, the applications for, right now it's kind of dicey for, um, like, first-person shooters and stuff like that that'll make you motion sick, but the application for tabletop type stuff, like, where you and a bunch of people are sitting in a room, and you have, like, a real-life, like, what is it, like, Warhammer? Isn't that what that is? Like, or... Like uh, a, a real-life like Star- Warhammer. Well, Tell no, me. I mean, isn't Warhammer supposed to be some sort of tabletop? Yeah, yeah, game? yeah. But, like the figures a move. A real-life Warhammer. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, the figures move. I mean, like Starcraft, whatever. And like you could play like real-time strategy. I like, do that. that. I'll pull that my eyes out. Will be amazing. That's cool. I guess it's from Warhammer. I don't know. I don't know that series. But anyways, like I can't wait for that. It's gonna be so. You soon. know what's ironic is that you are accidentally right. Like, <laughs> the whole yeah, uh, conflating Starcraft with Warhammer. Yeah. The, uh, there was actually a lawsuit very early on in StarCraft's lifespan, and actually with Warhammer as well. Uh, yeah. the, the, the the games were far too similar. Oh, well, I mean, that's not... That's always happened, right? I mean... Yeah, but, uh, I mean, Blizzard did rip off Warhammer pretty badly in a lot of those games, but hey. I suppose. Also, Westwood Studios, you know, like they were the first to really do that, like with Command & Conquer Red Alert. And Red Alert. Yeah, right? both were- Red Alert and Red Alert are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I particularly no, like no, Red no. Alert. I don't know about you. No, 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 no. I said Command and & Conquer and Red Alert were the first real-time strategy games. And then Blizzard took from that for True. Orcs and Humans. What was the first one? Uh, well, technically, it was uh, Herzog's Vi, but before that, it was oh, Dune. Oh, the classic. Dune oh, yeah, 2, right. John. Right. Dune 2. Right. Careful now. No, you're right. Dune 2. Uh-huh. By Westwood. That is Westwood, yeah. Okay, yeah. anyways. Westwood was like the... They actually just put it on the Game Awards, a big, like, Westwood documentary. It was really good, that. That was actually the best part of the Game Awards, other than uh, Jeff Keighley burning Konami. It was the best part of that show. That was my absolute favorite part of the show, is the Westwood documentary, because they just was very well done. It wasn't ham-fisted. Yeah, it was good. You did did love... I mean, you had to love the Konami bomb, though. That was pretty great. Oh, man. I enjoyed that a great deal. The Game Awards... I mean, 
I just really don't understand the angle there. I, I feel like it's so Doritos-y still. I, I, I wish they just treated it with a little more respect, and it would be a perfect show. The problem is that the cost that it takes to produce a show like that, they have to sell the fuck out and basically make the show pointless. Well, if they sold out and still didn't do weird categories, then maybe I would, I don't know, it feels like a Teen Choice Awards to me still, less yes. like an Oscars. And, yes. and, I think, and I think gaming is a medium that's good enough now where we don't need this fucking Teen Choice Awards shit. I think, I think eventually the Game Awards will become like the Oscars eventually one day. It's like but, the but how show. good is Star Wars Battlefront, though? Hey, uh, John? Have you played <laughs> Battlefront? I have this toy for you. <laughs> I, have this I am going game. to cry because I received this toy. Did I cry? Yeah. I will Star cry. Wars, yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. Is it, it? I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know if anyone agrees with me, but that's how I see it. I'm fairly sure most people do. I don't think that's a very unpopular opinion. That was not a... Uh, okay, well, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I, what? You do a good job of avoiding much social media bullshit, so I think you've managed to avoid a lot of the discussion around that. Yeah, I don't really go on, on social media it's much anymore. It's probably for the best. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> but. Yeah, social media is just like, you know, I think like a lot of people in the last few years have learned that it's sort of not a great forum for discussion. For anything, yeah. It's, it's, it's good for shouting in the void. You want people to go to a website, social media was great. Yeah. I shouted to the void. It's really great for saying like, "Wow, Star Wars is great," but not much more. <laughs> yeah, or like share. It's good for like uh, sharing like your videos that you make. Like, yes, as a producer, but like you know, not that so much. That is the like, only reason. The only yeah. reason. But Battlefront. You guys play Battlefront? Yeah, play? I did. It's shit. Not good. Oh, it's actually, garbage. I saw. I saw your video on it. Um, TV. I saw it. Um, my my one of my editors was my editor whatever he was uh showing me your video on it and because we were wondering if if it really was true about like the the whole not featured enough scenario is it true that it's really like behind a skill wall or whatever you call it um where like other people have better guns and all that it oh. was it was originally yes it was um the the problem is that if you bought the digital collector's edition or whatever the fuck the ten dollar thing they gave you the dl44 which on paper is the best gun in the game and they gave you a rank one and everyone else had to wait till like rank 30. So at least in the first couple of weeks, it was like, hey, I paid 10 more dollars than you and I can shoot harder than you can. Which right. was pretty awful. I, I liked it for what I played. I, I own it, but I haven't played too much of it. It's, but I guess I haven't really gotten to the point where where I, I understand the complaints. But Well, seems... apparently that's the problem for people who are still playing it is 14 million people or something crazy like that own it. That is, no uh, that's not it. official figures, by the way. That was speculation by a um, a futures firm, I believe, that Michael Pactor's involved in. We don't have any official sales figures. It well, wouldn't surprise me, though, if a lot of people yeah. bought that game. The, ca the case remains, though, a ton of people own it. it no one is, like, the yeah. amount of people playing it is minimal. There's a stats website for this, actually. Um, that They track, like, Battlefield and uh, Battlefront and shit. Currently online, there are on PC there are sixteen thousand concurrent, which is not that high. Xbox One has fifty six thousand, PlayStation Four has one hundred thirteen thousand, so a total of one hundred eighty six thousand concurrent players. Obviously, wow, that that low for PC, right? Yeah, uh, people, wow. people on PC just said fuck you because honestly, if game, you want to play a shooter on PC, you've got way more choices than you do on yeah. anything else, right? Yeah, Counter Strike is what I play generally. Yeah. And Counter-Strike currently right now has... Oh, you can you can literally check right now. Yes, you can. 609,000 concurrent Whoa! players. That's yeah. crazy. So Counter-Strike is not only whipping the shit out of Battlefront on PC, it's got four times the concurrent players of Battlefront everywhere. 
Right. Ever. Well, it's you know, it's got a 10-year legacy, so sort of <laughs> hard to... Oh, you know what game that just came out that is brilliant, and I think it deserves more attention? It seemed to get swept under the rug, but I've been looking forward to it, is Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. It's great. It's great. That yep. game is amazing, amazing, amazing. It's how games should be made, I think. If only Except... the online shit worked and wasn't laggy as hell. Uh, yeah, shit's a little broken right now. We've actually had to take a couple of days off with our regular group because we were just sick of the servers fucking up. But, like, we love that game. We need them to fix those servers. Yeah, you know, the um, the only problem I have with it is the stupid renown system. I just want the people. I paid for it. What the fuck? It doesn't really take that long to get them, though. Like... I want them! I play Ash a hundred times, and I'm sick of it. If you played Ash a hundred times, you really should have renown for everything else now. <laughs> yeah, John. I, well, I played it for two days straight, and I only have three guys. Really? Yeah. Have you played any of the situations, the single player? Because you get a shitload of renown from that. No, I'm playing the multiplayer with my friends. With my friends. Yeah. You should um, drop into the situations. Like, spend an hour doing a couple of situations, and you'll have enough renown for way more characters. Get All right, really I'll, quick. I'll get into a couple situations. <laughs> oh, you're good at getting into situations. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when when you go into the club, you are known as the situation. So I'm told. The situation. Just put on some orange spray tan. You are the situation now. Mother freaking guy. Oh, of course, Polygon gave Siege a six out of ten. They don't know what they're talking about. No, I went to Metacritic and it's got like a yellow score, and I'm like, really? But y'all gave like Polygon probably knocked it down. Like there, there was a really bad review of it by like Hardcore Gamer magazine or something like that, and like. <laughs> You are, yes. you yeah, sure. You are hardcore. Yeah, they, they were going on about the lack of depth in a multiplayer yeah. game that has a it's shit like, ton really? of depth. It's amazing depth. I, yeah, I, it's got loads I, of it. Can I, I think it's like honestly, it's probably the most fun I've had with that kind of game since Counter Strike. Yeah, Counter Strike. And no, but seriously, I think they did amazing. And I just think it's such so weird that all these like kind of random like not random uh overhyped games get these great scores, but like this game that's so original and new and innovative. Like, yeah. What happened? I can't even believe it, actually. Maybe because it's Rainbow Six? I don't know. It's, I don't know. It, it, it It's strange that I think a, a lot of critics are like, oh, God, we want innovation, we want innovation, please give us innovation. And then they get given innovation and they shit on it. I mean... Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was just a fantastic game. Like, I mean, just for the innovation alone. And But it's not even that. The sound design is good. The graphics are out of this world. The map design is great. I fucking <laughs> love the sound design of that game. It's so good. It's like, it's... I remember playing FPS a long time ago and being able to hear people's footsteps, and that like is now a key component of the game, like because that's yeah. how you know where people are. And there's exactly. even like little bits of detail, like if they're on a wooden floor above you, dust yeah. falls down from that floor really? as they're walking I didn't even on know it. That. Yeah, it's I so mean, fucking cool. That yeah yeah, I, I, and like I like how like if they do a, a, a satchel breach or something like that in the distance, you hear like a boom, boom like, like yeah. big uh, bassy thud. Yeah, uh, incidentally, fuck Metacritic. Uh, all these critics are like, oh god, we want innovation. Assassin's Creed Syndicate yeah. has a higher Metacritic rating than fucking Rainbow Six Siege does on yeah, PS4. seriously. Yeah, you want innovation. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Metacritic, also, like, personally, like, I like Dragon Age Inquisition, and that game has, like, a negative 6 billion on Metacritic for some reason. That's from like, user scores, though. Like, you can't, yeah, you can't use... pay attention to user scores. I guess uh, you're talking about critical reviews, then? Yeah, mostly critical reviews. Yeah, like, because I think, so. um, I don't know how, what Rainbow Six Siege is like in terms of, um, its user reviews, because I imagine it's going to be, like, split right down the middle, because there's people that leave reviews like, oh, it's a shitty $60 multiplayer-only fucking Ubisoft game, so I'm going to rate it a zero, worst game ever, yeah. am I right? And, like, those reviews aren't worth anything, but then again, the sure. the tens aren't worth anything either, you know, it's... Yeah, 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 I guess you're right. 
It's really hard right. to figure out what's good and what isn't. Like, I think that Steam maybe does it a bit better, where they just let you say good or bad. Like, they don't give you a scoring no, system. They just said, I liked it or I didn't like it. The the number scale's flawed. It needs to be thumbs up, thumbs down like YouTube is. Which yeah, I think I, so. Well, I mean, there's a reason YouTube eliminated uh, all of the other scores, because oh, the only scores people used were five and one. Exactly. <clears throat> actually, oh, pointless. Yeah, actually, they, there was this one interesting thing I saw where it could also be listed as a bar graph where it shows, like, the spikes. In, it's kind of hard to explain, but that, that was even a better system than what they do, which is just a static number, which means people are trying to get the score up or down. Yeah, they're, they're trying to deliberately manipulate it. So, yeah. they, you know, they, they, they rated the lowest possible because they they feel like they have to hurt the overall score, which, of course, invalidates yeah. the score they gave because they didn't give an honest one. I mean, I, I do I, I do think that um, Steam's a lot better. Like, for the most part, I think that Steam's overall, like, 95% of people like this game is a more useful kind of Rotten Tomatoes metric. Because that's yeah. basically how Rotten Tomatoes works, right? You basically say you like um, the movie or you didn't like it. Yeah, and then it aggregates into a percentage based on that. Yeah. But they, but also, it's kind of weird because sometimes they go into the review and like discern whether or not the reviewer liked it, and it's sort of non scientific as well. Like unless yeah. because I think some reviewers don't even give a score. I'm not yes. sure actually. Yeah, a lot of some reviewers don't. I know Metacritic is really bad about interpreting people's scores. Like if you use a five star system, they interpret it on a hundred scale. Which means yeah. that five stars equals 100%, which is not the same thing at all. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Five stars yeah. m means more so like, well, I guess it's the same thing, is it not? It, I don't know. I think if you get, if you used a 100% scale and you gave something 100%, then I would expect that that game is perfect. But if you, gave a, if you only used five numbers and you gave a five, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that you meant the game was perfect. Because then you'd never give a five star to anything, right? I guess. Yeah, because the, star, the five star system is kind of iconic. I don't know. It's hard to say. Rating scales are just sort of weird. Yes. Yeah, they <laughs> are, are pointless and stupid. Of conversation no, I'm laughing at, I saw somebody who said, I can't see John's mouth. And then I looked over to look at the feed and it was literally like. He's nice and close again. Yeah. Like that oh, much sorry. of your face. It was really is it, funny. Is that, is that, is that better? Is that there better? you go. That, that's better. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I thought you could see the whole thing. You, you, get, you like, do really... like to lean in. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's, it's a very uh, sensual experience, you know? It's. Yeah. Yeah. It's very you want to be intimate with us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can respect that, to, definitely. I'm trying to get the blow dart uh, submerged out of water look, you know? Yeah, you got that. You Wait, definitely got what? that. what? <laughs> oh, you know, oh, come you know. on. You know it, what I'm talking it's about. So like this. You uh, pop up the... <laughs> blow dart. There you go. He there knows. <laughs> with Eminem. I got you. He gets it. Eminem's yeah, suck yeah, in this country. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Why, you why guys do you make Eminem's... You complain about every sweet... Candy because you're ever. bad at it, like They're as a country. Fucking... You need to take responsibility for this. Why don't you go eat a McMillan nugget or whatever? McMillan <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> what? Come on, yeah, eat a McMillan big... nugget. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you go eat a Birmingham truffle or whatever? <laughs> huh? Huh? Birmingham God truffle. <laughs> Oh uh, god! I think you can ask for a prostitute for that. Actually, it's like what? give me a Birmingham <laughs> truffle. That'll be uh, that'll be fifty quid, love, for Birmingham I just know truffle. In the next couple of years, I'm probably going to be living in England, and then I, I hopefully, God, God willing, I won't ever have to hear somebody be like, "All of your chocolate sucks" ever again. <laughs> no, ever no, again. 
it'll turn into them giving me sweeties and being like, aren't these good? And I can say, yes, very good. And then the conversation will die. And then I just don't have there to you hear go. it again. No, it'll, be like, it'll be like, I bet you don't have stuff like this back home. You'll get a lot of that. You got so a lot of that, yeah, yeah. That's true. You'll, you'll, you'll That's probably, very true. You'll, you'll probably start hearing things like, everything sucks and it's rainy. More too, right? <laughs> no. How <laughs> is that your English accent? Please. English accent, love. <laughs> Mrs. <Wait>. Doubtfire, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think we use the word "sucks" really oh, a lot much, God. like not colloquially <laughs> now. Speaking hey. of, can I can I yeah. can I uh, officially co-optional style tell everybody my announcement since yes, we're talking about you England? You may. Um. So my life right now is a series of extremes. I'm I'm. Sad because I have a terrible, terrible throat infection that might be tonsillitis, but it's it's to balance out the awesomeness of my life because I'm engaged. Sam and I are engaged. I'm very happy. And to those of you who wanted to see the ring, you probably won't be able to see it because it's a webcam, but there it is. Yay! That sure looks like happy. a ring. It yeah, is. It is a ring. It's definitely a ring. He, it is a he, ring. He is following standard procedure. Everything yeah. looks, everything checks out. Yep, it all happened. It all worked. I mean, based on the way they talk about chocolate, I would expect it like a Manchester mound, or, or I couldn't get there. A Manchester gave, mound. He gave her a Manchester mound. Nottingham nougat. I'm with you, John. Nottingham I get it. There we go. A Yorkshire. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Go on. Yep. Uh, wait. Hold on. I have to admit, Hershey. A Yorkshire congratulations. Taffy? Thank you. Uh, congratulations, seriously. But I have Thank to say, you. you're right. Hershey's chocolate's not as good as like. But that's, don't buy Hershey's. Hershey's awful. Yeah, don't, don't buy Hershey's. Someone in chat's um, like, I got a five pound thing of barber. Wow, words. Hmm. I, think, I, think you, I think you might be buying the wrong chocolate. And like, yeah, that's it, bad. They, they, they have higher end chocolate. Hershey's doesn't they really do. make it. Or at least. Yes. Or they do, but like the higher end stuff is the stuff like the Lindit chocolate. Those are like really good. Lint. Yes. Lindit. Wow. Lint. Lint. I, don't, yes. I don't know how to Lint. say it. Lint. Yeah. Excuse me. Lint, uh, as a chocolate snob, lint is like the lower end of decent. Holy shit, dude. Can I have some of the higher end chocolate that you're talking about? Yes. Um, it's pure cocaine. Okay, do, do you want me to tell you where to go to get fucking the best chocolate I've ever eaten? I will tell you. I'm just going to stop that. That, that is the lint people do, do calling, want, like, John. Rude. Do you want to know? So unprofessional, I can't fuck? even believe. The lint, he's the he's late, and then like, he leaves John. his phone on? My oh, God. God. As I, as no, I nonchalantly no, go to check I, my phone, like, God, so unprofessional. No. My Lord. Wow. I John, did it, you're so I did unprofessional. It, I, did it, I didn't leave the phone, and it goes through my fucking Mac. This is what you get for using a Mac. I don't. I'm a PC user. Don't even. I I say this as I'm on a MacBook using a Mac Pro on an iPhone. Oh my God. I am oh, a, we, oh, I am we a, can tell. We can hold tell. Hold on. Hold on. I I am a PC user. I don't consider myself a Mac user. I just have some Macs. There's one behind uh, you. I, we can see it. You don't need to prove it to us. We see where? one behind you. That, that's oh, yeah. a fucking ladder. That's not a Mac, dude. It's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's not a Mac. Microsoft, it's a ladder. Microsoft is taking it to the next level. That's a, that's a PC Windows. right there. Windows ladder. Wow, yeah. what a pack. Introducing the eye ladder. I think the eye ladder. Revolutionary. I, step I up the number of steps you take. Step down. Step sideways. Step up <laughs> with eye ladder. <laughs> but that's not all. You like to step up today. Dodger's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's also drinking out of cat foot. I am. 
Wasn't what that what you... you were saying, though, Jesse? Weren't you saying that there's a PC behind him? Yes, that's what I thought yeah. there was. I thought that thing right there was a PC. Oh, I thought you said there's a you said there's a Mac behind you. We can see it. No, I no, said because you were trying to convince you. us we that believe... you use a PC, uh, uh, and so Jesse was no, like, "There's one right behind you. Get you. it." And no, then it this thing over here. Listen, they finally got it right. No, they finally got it right because this thing that looks like a trash can. It is a fucking trash can. It's fucking worthless. Why? Why do you even have it then? Okay, here's the thing. My PC had some problems and I needed to do editing like immediately. I didn't have time to go order a specialty PC. I went to the Mac store and thought, everyone says Macs are really smooth. I never edited on one. I just, it comes right, Don't it comes out the people. box with all, it comes out the box with everything you need. So, and it does work, but it is nowhere near as fast as it needs to be for the price point. Yeah, it's bollocks. I mean, they're okay. They're okay. But I don't, I prefer PC, uh, like Windows myself. Yes. But yeah, uh, back on the subject of awesome chocolate. If you want awesome chocolate, and I'm going to crash this website because I do every fucking time I talk about it, uh, normanloveconfections.com. Go there. Sorry, what? Normanloveconfections.com. Look at how beautiful go. these fucking chocolates are, and then consider that they taste even better than that. Also, you can get Norman a chocolate shoe. Love Confections. My goodness. Artistry oh, and fine gourmet. Oh, they're Holy fucking baskets and shit. They oh, are they even... amazing. They sell a they yeah. sell a chocolate shoe. They do sell a chocolate shoe. Uh, someone got me a, another box of those. I get a box of those like every three months or whatever, and they don't last very long in this house. But they are amazing. They are the best Ooh. fucking chocolates that exist. Signature chocolate. Do they have like super bitter chocolate? Uh, yeah. They've That's got... the only chocolate I like. And it's and down. We, it's and yeah, we website's dead. And we killed it. This happens oh every God. time. This is why I was like, you got to go quickly before the chat crashes it. There is a do. housewife in Wisconsin somewhere losing her shit right now. Oh, I can't get my chocolates. <laughs> my chocolates. Why? That's that's Philip. the Wisconsin accent, that's my right? Fucking chocolates. Philip. <laughs> Philip, check the fucking internet. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Did you unplug the router? I need to, I need to get my chocolates. Reset the router. I gotta get my chocolates. Wow, when will this end? <laughs> I don't know. Never. This is a bit, this, John. It doesn't this end. Bit, this bit has literally gone on for years now, oh, so never. <laughs> website's dead. That's three websites we killed today already. All right, let's talk about the games that we have been playing this week. Why don't we start with Dodger? Because I know you've been playing a bunch of stuff on stream with Strippin. Yeah, we finally... Um, so both of us had kept ourselves pure from Until Dawn spoilers. We knew nothing about Until Dawn. We had seen, like, screen caps, so we knew what it looked like. Yeah. But we didn't know anything about the story, nothing about the characters, nothing about anything, right? So um, when I was going to be going over there for like two weeks, we were like, oh, we should definitely do some streams together. We should definitely play Until Dawn um, because neither of us had ever played it and everyone was really jazzed to watch us play it. Uh, Everyone is a relative term. I well, wasn't. you have been pissed off ever since we played it because apparently everyone is complaining to you that we're bad at the game for whatever reason. Like, Jesse. As the Dodger and Sam are so dawn. bad at yes. until dawn. Thoughts? <laughs> as 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 a member of the Grand Council of Until Dawn, I was highly disappointed in your performance, but you know. Um, we did like pretty okay until a point, and then I started to panic every time there was a QTE. Like at it would it would be like Sam would do a QTE and and 
bork it and then I'd do it and nail it. And we were like, all right, cool. And then I would mess one up and then he'd, he'd like do it instead and he'd nail it. And we were like, okay, we're like a pretty good team. We're doing all right. And then we had our first death and it was very sad because it was literally like one button. Like if we had just nailed one button of the QTE, it would have been fine, but no. And we were like, all right, let's bounce back, bounce back, bounce back. And we did all right for a while. <sighs> And then spoilers, we got real bad at the end. But yeah, um, you we were, uh, there were not many people alive by the end of that game. There were not. There were not. But I love that final decision you made as well. That also murdered somebody. That was great. Oh my god, it was bad. We're gonna be putting anybody who wants to watch it. We're gonna be putting up the whole thing on YouTube. But uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. That was a really fun game to play with another person. And I'm sure Jesse felt the same way, like playing. It with I, I a group played was it with Jen as well, and it was more fun with another person there, which For is sure, weird because it's a very like single player game. Together. Yes, well, it's, a, it's a horror movie, despite what it is as a game. It's a horror movie, like yeah. And horror movies are always more fun when you watch with other people. Somebody else, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really, really fun, and it was also everybody was expecting me to freak out and be scared playing it. But it wasn't, I don't it's think that it was like game. a scary game. No, no it's not. it was like a stressful game, yeah, right? Stressful it was a stressful game. Yeah. I don't like, like horror actual horror world, games. Like real horror but... games, I don't like them. But Until Dawn <laughs> is barely a horror game. Like Until Dawn is horror in the way that Scream is horror. As in, it's not. It's a yeah. It's a slasher thing with a little bit of supernatural shit in it. And, you know, mm. that's all it is. Yeah, it was really, really fun. I'm really glad that we played that. Uh, I highly recommend it to people. I think that it's really fun if you if you like games where you get to make choices and you want to see those choices really matter. Like Until Dawn, I think, is a really good example of that. Uh, there were lots of things at the end. There were um, a lot of, like, <clears throat> the butterflies and the list of butterflies, like, like things that you can affect in the game. Mm-hmm. There were a decent number. Well, not a ton of them, but there were like three of them that we never even experienced because the people who were involved in them were dead. Should Whoops. Died? Yeah, yeah, they died. So, uh, yeah. So it was it was really cool. And it makes me really want to play it again. The, the, like the problem, really bad. As much as I love that game and think it was like my sleeper hit of the year, the one thing that going back and playing through it all over again and doing everything right, like... Having gone through and murdered everyone and also gone through and saved everyone at this point. Yeah. Having done all those things, it hit me that 90% of that game is false choice. Like, it's all you think it's going to, something's going to happen, but nothing results of those choices. And so there's only like five or six major key moments in the game that can screw everything up. Other than that, except for QTEs, it's hard to fuck that game up. Like, you really have to be awful to screw that game up. Like, you have to be one of the worst gamers ever to be bad at that game. <clears throat> right, Dodger? <laughs> did, did, we just, did we just come to an impasse? I feel like someone... Yeah, we need to hammer the X button to get out of the impasse. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it, though. And more, more than, like, wanting it to affect the game differently... There were characters that I was like, I wonder if 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 this character had stayed alive longer, if I would have enjoyed them or liked them more. I hated, I think, almost everybody in that game. Maybe everybody. I don't think I liked a single person in that game. Oh, not even Sam. Oh, I liked what? Sam a lot. 
Ah, everyone's like, Sam, you gotta save Sam! And people, like, got legitimately upset. Like, what it's wasn't the cheerleader! It? Save the cheerleader, Sam! Save the cheerleader, save the game. world, quite literally, yeah. It's... Yeah. I mean, it, I did, it wasn't a, an issue of some of PewDiePie's fans getting genuinely mad at him because uh, he let Sam die or whatever. And he had to actually make a blog post about it because it was so serious. Like, oh no, my virtual waifu! Ah! Sam's, Sam's character is actually really interesting in that she's the one who has the most things that can happen to her for not being in the yeah. game for half the damn game. She yeah. has a lot of things that can happen to her that affect the game for the rest of the time that you play as her right at the very beginning, which I think is really cool. Like the whole thing with animals and stuff. Mm. Spoiler, the animals actually, the whole don't kill animals thing actually oh my plays God. into the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, the point that you made about false choice, though, I think is is going to be a problem in games for a long time. Like, it, yeah. it's very, very difficult to create a game which has a lot of genuine branching choices because you are having to create... Every time you make a branching choice, and this is only if you branch once, you're having to make double the content, you yep. know? And you're going to be... It's going to be a bit that half of the people don't even see. And... I don't... Uh, developers are not into doing that. I, I never understand when people criticize a game for not having choice because they don't ever. None of them really have choice. Like it's well, not possible to create that. Well, have you played uh, Until Dawn yet, John? You should, by the way. No, what is it good? It's, yeah, it's it's really fun. Yeah, but uh, the thing in Until okay. Dawn is the very opening cutscene is like, this is a game about choice. <laughs> and so, like, literally, it's like everything you do is choice. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that's such a like well. Mass Effect had it, and that's like the game I think that did it best ever in games. And even that was like, like people are so mad about the ending, but it's like, what did you want them to do? Create like eighteen games? Like I don't know. I think the problem is expectation. Like they they built up yeah. that series, and, and uh, Mass Effect is the one of the biggest examples of um, games. They start here, and then they widen out, and then they end here. Like yeah, they, they, games are wide in the middle, and they have to narrow at the end because there's yeah. not so much you can really do. You know, there, yeah, there exactly. are certain roles for certain characters, and if one character is dead, they replace him with somebody else <clears> because someone's got to fill that role. And the, the main problem with the ending of uh, Mass Effect 3 that a lot of people had was it, they felt that nothing they did up to that point made any difference. They introduced a brand new character five minutes before the end that you'd never interacted with before ever, and then you had to make an arbitrary choice based on no information at all. Yeah. That's, that was the problem with it. And, like, uh, people just wanted the things that they'd done in the last 50 or 60 hours to have had some impact on no, the end. That's and they, true. And they Mass Effect 3 was, like, yeah, it was a little... Yeah. I mean, I, I thought Mass Effect 2's ending was great. I thought Suicide Mission was really yeah. well put together. A bit arbitrary in places, certainly. Um, I'll Ma admit that. But Mass I thought it was a great Mass ending. Mass Effect 2 is, like, my favorite game of all time, frankly. I do like that game a lot. It's It's the strikes back, no question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it's it's tough because it's already hard to make a game that has a really intriguing plot and a good story arc. Like that's already something that eludes most, most people. Most games don't do it, yeah. So, yeah, so to say, all right, we're going to have an interesting story arc plot catalyst, like all of those elements of a really good story, but also include choice, I think is Really, really Very difficult. difficult. Yes. Like something yeah. nearly impossible <laughs> where every ending feels like it had a good, you know, swell and then, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to, and this is the case like a lot of the Fallout games, you can't, there are, they have a lot of endings. Like, hey, you got 300 endings, but a lot of those endings are just like, 
we're going to show you little cutscenes that are kind of all glued together. It's like, oh, here's what happened here. Here's what happened here. Here's a bit of text that said, oh, this thing that you did 30 hours ago, it had this impact. And that was kind of the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It costs a lot of money, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely like, especially with a team that big, making all the decisions. Yeah, I mean, when you're making a game that's like premium, like Until Dawn, where you have good quality voice actors, for the most part, good quality scripts, for the most part, and good quality graphics running on a toaster, then you can't, you know, every extra piece of content that you end up making that your regular player doesn't see in a playthrough is going to be viewed by a lot of developers as wasted money. You know, and yeah. your budget's only so big. <clears throat> but I think Until Dawn did a decent job of it. And I think it. I think it's a better David Cage game than David Cage has ever made. Yes, it's the best <laughs> David Cage game there was, there ever was. Yeah, and Not I say this as a staunch Cage. defender of Heavy Rain. You know, yeah. I think it's it's much better than Heavy Rain. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Yeah. You, you know what game be better than Detroit though? TP. I would imagine it probably will be. <laughs> you know what game that is just so like everybody. You guys probably like it. The Witcher Three. Why does everybody like that game so much? I just because it's great. What don't you like about it? Game. I just didn't understand the hype on that one. I just don't get it. I think it's okay. It's pretty good. Like I don't understand any of the Witchers. Like, well, they ju you just have to be. Are it's, you? It's, it's an RPG. You just have to be into. It's like some RPGs people dig and some they don't. It's just. It's just it well, let yeah. me put it to you this. I'll, I'll put it this way. I felt like every mission was the same. Like you just use the Witcher sense and you like walk around and I get dizzy. Like I don't know. <laughs> Looking at the fucking ground for a red speck every fucking mission just got got me a soft wiener. I, I don't know. <laughs> got John a soft wiener. You heard like, I prefer... Hair. I don't know. Like, I just wanted to be... Under, I want to understand from somebody who likes the game what, what's so great about it. Uh, the story is great. The combat's really cool. I like the uh, sense of, like, exploration. Uh, I, look, yeah. I dig the hunting for stuff. I think it's, like like a cooler version of what they did in, in Batman, for example, in the Arkham games. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those games that I dig. I love it tremendously. So. I guess maybe I just wasn't in the right mood or something. Also, I guess maybe the setting I didn't like as much. I mean, like, I, I, there's a lot of stuff I respected about the game. Like, the graphics were really good. Um, and, like, the facial graphics were, like, out of this world. They were really good. But, like, I don't know. I just, maybe it got hyped, too hyped up for me or something like that. Because people were saying, like, it's the best game. No game has ever come close and oh I was just God. like, and I was just like, I would rather just be playing Ocarina of Time or something. Like, I don't know. I guess the games have just gotten so big. They're just so big now that I'm like, where the fuck do I go? What do I do? What? Do, what? Yeah, you're just a, That's you're how just I feel a... with most open world games. I think with Witcher 3, because I'm, I'm the same way, like Skyrim stressed me out, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> like it, games it, that have like a huge open world. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with myself. But yeah. with Witcher 3, for me, what, what was engaging is that. Um, I loved the characters in the story. So if you don't find the characters in the story interesting, there's going to be nothing propelling you to continue to, you know, engage with the world and find cool quests and stuff. I guess. I mean, I just felt like it wasn't going anywhere. Maybe, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Maybe well, just... there's there's so much going on. And so, like, like it definitely goes someplace, but it's a huge game. Like, it's a mass. Like, this is like a 120-hour time sync game. And if you're saying that, that you love Ocarina of Time, stuff like that, then it's a vastly different RPG than what you love. Like they just the don't make you love they don't make different. games like that anymore. They just don't make them. I mean, are there any games like Ocarina of Time that you could think of that came out recently? Besides Ori and the Blind Forest, which doesn't count. 
And is no, it, and, is it, mean, and that game's good. There aren't. A um, lot of RPGs have gone You're talking about sort of style. very kind of open-world-esque adventure games that aren't really RPGs per se. Uh, I guess just, uh, just I focus games. Do you think that... Do you think I'll Ocarina of Time doesn't count as an RPG? Um, I would say that it skews almost all of the elements of a regular RPG. I think no. it's just a it's just a uh, adventure RPG. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's it's, it's definitely... a it's a 3D adventure game in the classic sense of the word. I wouldn't yeah, call it an RPG. Yeah, 3D adventure. Yeah. It's it's That's not a, it. it's. Well, you know, I'll say this. I don't understand why all these modern RPG conventions are so lauded. I just don't necessarily think many of the systems are fun. Maybe that's just me. What kind like, of systems? I, like crafting and like inventory management. I mean, I would so definitely want to disagree with you on that. That that's that to me for Fallout 4 was a huge killer. I hated I, that. Y you will agree with me you're saying? Yeah, I will agree with you on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I don't like collection crafting and like, it makes sense in, like, an MMO because it's economy-based, but, like, single-player, I don't really understand these concepts. And I like stats, and I like weapons with stats on them and, like, things you could put into the weapons to make them better. That's okay. But, like, mo I don't know why. Like, a game like Ocarina of Time, it is an RPG. It just gets rid of the annoying parts. So I don't know why. Why Why no, Why no? is that considered, like, worse? I just don't get it. I, I don't did, know. Maybe I don't did understand. Did you play Darksiders, John? I've heard that that's like Zelda. I've never played. I've always played. I think it. Darksiders would be right up your alley because it sounds like everything that you like about Zelda is in Darksiders and Darksiders Two. Really? Yeah. I gotta try. So are they good? Are they good? Yeah, games? they're very good. They're pretty they're good. Very good. Um, oh hell yeah! I'll just play that then. Yeah, I so, would. Um, I, play, I, I played a bit of it. The the only form of crafting that pisses me off, and everybody who watches me knows this, is uh, crafting weapons. Hate hate that shit. I hate it so much. I hate that like my ability to gauge whether or not the things that I'm putting into a weapon are going to, like, help me live or die. Like, I would much rather just pick up a weapon and look at the stats and be like, I want yeah. this. Instead well, no, of like be like, oh, God, I picked up a all this shit and I hope that I can figure out how to make a good gun. Like, that's not that's the one. Me. That's the one thing uh, Fallout 4 is terrible at. You have to literally pick up fucking everything. Everything. To just maybe maybe have a chance of creating something out of it. But you're like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'll need, so I gotta pick up everything. It's like, oh, no. I guess I just yeah. feel like the world is already full of tedious shit. Why do I need it in my video game? Like, like fucking... <laughs> I could like, not agree more with that. I mean, okay, like Counter-Strike. I like games like that. I go into the game, everything's there, made for me by the designers of the game, and I just use it, and I can get better because... I practice the game. I don't practice, I don't have to read a fucking manual to find out. Like even like uh, Dark Souls, like it was like, oh, you didn't get that uh, resist poison armor. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't. What am I? What time do I have to fucking find out who? What kind of resist armor I need? I don't get that. I, think, I don't I think get called, that. Sorry, Dodger. Go ahead. Uh, I, this might be unpopular opinion. I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like the Dark Souls games have most of the Zelda elements. I, like, I think you're kind of right. Like uh, the thing about like, hey, you didn't get this resist armor or whatever, is that Dark Souls is going to let you win without it anyway if you're good enough. Yeah. Like uh, Dark you Souls just play that game with nothing on your body. Yeah, I don't like, think Dark Souls really has gear checks per se. You know. No, I, I I actually really do like Dark Souls. Uh, I, I just I, I was just I, I stopped in Blight Town because there was like poison and I didn't have poison resist and it just was like okay. Well, Blight Town's just shitty in every way. Like I don't blame well, you for stopping in Blight Town. My 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 point is, it's like whenever that happens in a game, I'm just like, uh, 
but I guess it happens in like games are just hard to design. I guess you have to invest the time if you want to beat it. But nowadays, it just seems so not like it's worth as much as it was before because you can just go on YouTube and like watch the end if you can't beat it or something. I don't you, know what it is. You know, so, some, you made an interesting point there, and I wonder if that's actually affected design in some way because you've obviously noticed and got really pissed off over the last few years about how games are introducing what's basically a shitload of grinding for materials. Yeah. yeah? Crafting a, a lot of open world quests and unlocks. You know, I yeah. wonder how much of that is down to the fact that we now live in, uh, you know, kind of in a society where secrets are impossible. Like, uh, puzzle solutions yeah. can be found online in two seconds flat. Yeah. And I wonder, yeah, yeah. in order to, like, make sure that people don't blitz through a game and then complain it was too short because they looked up all the fucking solutions online, that instead have now we have a gr grinding. As a way, like, it's like, just time sinks in order to get through I, that stuff. Grinding has always been in RPGs, though. Yeah, that's an RPG trope that's existed uh, forever. I don't think it's. No, I don't think it's, it's been in all RPGs at all. No, it's a different kind of. If you're talking about JRPG grinding, usually that's just for XP. <laughs> like th this is more yeah. like. Things are just fucking convoluted. Like you have to read a piece of paper that leads you to a thing. And, uh, but no. but I mean, it existed in uh, like go back to my favorite game in the world, Final Fantasy VI. There's still you have to grind every single one of the fucking espers if you want to get Final everyone. Final Fantasy all, like, games are notorious like, for having notorious, lots of grinding. Of yeah, but you can completely beat that game without doing any of those things. That's like saying, oh, you've got to do a shitload of stuff to beat fucking Ruby and Emerald Weapon. It's like yes, but most, of these but games most people about, don't. You can do it without grinding like you don't need to do no the I, I, yeah but a lot of these games like that's not really true like i mean if you look at stuff like dragon age inquisition you know there's a shitload of fucking open worldy fetchy bullshit quests that you have to do in order to progress the storyline you have so many points that you don't that's ever the worst need to part go of that game like, it is that's why i hate it i mean at, at a certain point yes but i think the, the, the problem is the amount that you have to do becomes an issue but you can't use Dragon Age Inquisition because Dragon Age Inquisition is not a great game. Like well, compared no, to not. some of the other ones that we're talking about, not necessarily the greatest game. It's I think it's so hilarious that I happen to like the one game that everybody hated on, and and also has the problems that I described. I get I guess Dragon Age just something about it I liked, but I don't know. Like I just don't I don't understand the the like they don't make games like Mario Galaxy anymore that are just really simple and 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 I don't know why it just seems like miss, missed opportunity to me. Maybe what people are just bored by that. Oh, oh my god! Time. Yeah, that's a game that I feel like if you like Mario Galaxy, you probably love. If that well, it's not it's not out yet. Yeah, but I'm saying like that sounds like something. I did a voice in that game. There you go. <laughs> See now now you have to love it. By law, Actually, you, you have you, to love you, you, Ukulele's coming out. Also, Lucky's Tales coming out with the Oculus Rift. I should give that a try. Yep. It comes with it. It's, it, I think a lot of it is down to just what the what AAA games prioritize on it in any given year, like, and that yeah. a lot of these elements end up in just every AAA game, and we go through phases. You know, right now we're still in the open world phase where every AAA game has to be open world in some way. I it's like, just can't wait till it's over. I can't wait till it's over either. I hate it. Like. I, I, there's a reason Thank why God, I, I fucking I was the only one. <laughs> no, you're not. There's a reason why I fucking loved Wolfenstein: uh, The New Order in 2014. Yeah, that game was great. Yeah, because it was a, it was just oh, we've designed really good levels and we've paced this game out properly, and you play through a campaign that's constantly interesting, and then you finish it. As opposed Dude. to fucking Far Cry, where we didn't design shit, we just gave you a giant sandbox. Go do stuff involving picking herbs for like 40 hours. Dude. Yes, I would Dodger. say that there's. There's also, like, two ways to look at this, though. There's 
the people who play games all the fucking time, whether it's for a living or not, like we do, mm-hmm. where we appreciate being able to sit down, start a game, and have like a linear, well-done story, finish a game, and be like, that was a great experience, and then move on to the next game yes. seamlessly, yeah. right? Like, we really appreciate that, and we really value good storytelling that way. Um, there are lots of people out there who are like, all right, I'm going to use this money that I've set aside for a really good game on one game and I want it to like I want as much really, out of it as possible. Yeah, I want a lot out of it. And I if get you that. buy totally a game that. like Far Cry or like Witcher 3, you're going to be like, man, I have so much to get through. Like this was so worth the money for me. Such a good experience. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, but like, but I mean like that's like taking a movie that was two and a half hours long and then just putting a fucking dancing penguin for like 10 hours of it. Like it's like that didn't extend the movie. <laughs> I didn't extend so. the movie. It just made it way longer. Like that. It's I think, I think it's hard to compare the two because you know one is a non-interactive medium, one's an interactive medium. In games, you have to do something in order to experience. Like it's like I won't play bad games, but I'll watch bad movies because I don't have to put any effort into watching a bad movie, but I do have to put an effort into playing a bad game. So I won't. You know, uh, it's you know the way that you consume the content is fundamentally different. And for a lot of people, this shitty repetitive content is still fun enough. Like it may not be top tier level fun, but they're still being entertained to some degree. Yeah. And that to them is is enough. To me, that's not enough. And if I get too much of that, I will stop playing a game. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I but I mean, Dodger's point is completely valid because I mean, people have limited budgets. Games are expensive. You know, you want you want a good amount of um of time out of that game. Uh, for me, I want quality time out of my game. You know, I will pay 20 bucks for a two-hour game if that two hours is two hours of quality. I just don't know why games are so expensive still. It doesn't make much sense. Like, the well, the sheer like- amount of... It's just the size of the teams. Like, if you look at how much games like Destiny and shit cost to make, like, the teams were huge. The yeah, amount but- of money they spent on it was enormous. Salaries are not even as high as they should be, really, you know? Movie- movies are the same, though, and I guess maybe game sales are less than film sales. I don't know. I mean, it can be. It's just I think it's the way that movies are experienced. Like the the movie model is, it comes out in cinemas and you pay money to see it once, like in a place that you have to go out of your way to go to. Like for games, you yeah. I, when I buy this game, I can fully expect to be able to play this game five years later and it be maybe completely different because someone's modded it or there's some other crazy shit. Like the the value proposition is nuts. I mean, really, the value proposition for going to see a movie is actually kind of shitty if you think about it. Also, like, the, like, inside of, like, the actual purchasing of a theater, like, the theater purchasing a movie in order to show it, then the way they get their money back isn't through the tickets, through everything else that they sell you. It's through concessions, yeah. So they they keep the tickets relatively the same in order to get you in, and then the concession prices are jacked the hell up. Yeah, that's true. So that's where they make their money back to, so it's all, like... A weird well, this is—I mean, this is, I mean, is currently happening with games as well. You can argue that the reason that uh, DLC prices are the way they are right now is because no one is going to accept the price of games going up, and as a result, they've got to jack up the concessions. And in the case of concessions, they're like microtransactions for skins, season passes, DLC practices, subscriptions, premium plans, etc., etc. You know that that those are their popcorn, as it were. I guess. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I don't really. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, games just cost a lot of money to make. It's okay. It's okay. You've finally become an old man. Welcome to the club, John. Welcome. What do you mean? Nice to have you here. What do you mean? Video games these days. I don't understand. No, no, no. Boy, oh dear. No, no, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not that. John, it's nice to have you. I'm glad you're with me on this one. 
No, it's not that. I, I understand that a lot of it is nostalgia blindness and there's a lot of perspective, but I do think that I, I don't understand why a story linear story is taking such a downturn like games like God of War a Bayonetta 2 even that's like the only game I could think like that that came Bayonetta out Bayonetta 2 is great and that game's good too. I'm just saying it's not like open world games should go away Skyrim's great but like what the fuck doesn't need to be every single game it's just it's, this always like happens a, though like like I mean open world games being big is the same as MOBA games suddenly being big and you know MMOs well, being MMO big RPG, a few years yeah. ago like it's it's just there are swells of a certain game type where everyone says, oh, this is what people want because they love yeah. that game, right? You're right. I guess and I just then, really don't like this fad. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. also in a big franchise spin right now because a lot of the big open world games that are out are sequels to games that came out when open worlds first started to be big. So like, yeah. we're working with that as well. Yeah, and main game development cycles are as long as they are. And people keep pointing, like, oh, Assassin's Creed comes out for you. COD comes out for you. Yeah, COD comes out for you because there's three studios rotating. You know? Yeah. Making a COD game in a year is not really possible. They rotate studios out to do it. Assassin's Creed does not use the same team for every game. You know, Dark Souls even doesn't use the same team for every game, for God's sake. Uh, it, making games takes a long time and, as a result, is very expensive. So you are going to run into those situations where the, the games industry is, like, behind. I mean, you remember all of the, the big MMO glut that came out, the big-budget MMOs that all fell flat on their mm -hmm. face? Because they were chasing a market that was three years old by the time those games came out, you know? They were, they were dealing with market realities that were already out of date. So when Old Republic comes out, having spent the most money on pretty much every video game ever, expecting to be a wild-like success, they... You know, they might have been had that game come out three years before that, but at that time, it would never have happened. And that's why Wildstar failed. Wildstar's like, oh, yeah, everyone wants the vanilla style of WoW rating. No, actually, they maybe wanted that in 2008, nine maybe, but they don't want it now. You know, that well, people have moved yeah. on. <clears throat> and, this, so, and this goes, like, the, the games that you were talking about, John, like, uh, uh, like, that time period, the games that you love, that was also a fad at that time. So you had, like... You know, Mario and, and, and that... When, when everything Zooey went 3D and, and, and became the 3D adventure game. Sly Cooper, I, like, yeah, all those I, games. I so thought about that. Yeah. That, that, is, that is now a genre that's not really produced to that extent. You know, that the action-adventure genre, I suppose, is now more of the, the Tomb Raiders and the Uncharted's. And uh, to some degree, The Last of Us, which all have fucking crafting and they're all, like, highly cinematic and they have vehicle sections and stuff like that. Uh, there, there are there are just less games that are made like that at the moment, and games like Ukulele, as you mentioned, uh, are kind of trying to revive that genre. And we've yeah. seen successful revivals. Like I think over the past few years, I think we've seen the CRPG, that being like Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, oh, etc. Pillars of Eternity, that was a great game. Yes, I haven't great. played it. I have, I haven't played it all, but like I play, it's just really cool. Well, playing it all is a it's a long game, so it would take is a long time long? to get. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it could, it could be like two hundred hours, I think, at, at the extent. What? It's crazy long, but yeah. as a, stuff you can do. Yeah. But I think it's because like Kickstarter basically revived that genre, right? Because you had Wasteland Two come out, which was fucking great. Pillars came out, which was great. Uh, Divinity Original Sin came out, which was great. Shadowrun came out, which was great. You know, and those are like four big games in that in a genre that was before you know, that kind of dead. Here's what I'm trying to say: it is not the fad thing; it's the fact that they literally don't make games like anymore. Like, like there are tons of games like Castlevania that was one of my favorite games. They just don't make it anymore. Or now that they do, it's like fucking open world style or something. Like, well, yeah, lots of shadow. It's not yeah. a Castlevania game. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, we, like the wasn't the uh, last kind of real Castlevania game on DS, like uh, Dawn yeah, of Sorrow yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last one was por- uh, Portrait of Ruin, I think. Something like that. Or no, no Order of Ecclesia. Alucard or whatever his name is. Or DS, and they made one called um, the. Um, there was one on 3DS, but it sucked. It was like Dawn of, Sor- um, I mean, uh, Lords of Shadow, and it was like ran at like five frames a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Lords of Shadow port was crap. Yeah, no, it wasn't a port. It was like some. T- it was just a bad game. Anyways, my point is, they just don't. They don't try, you know, to make any of these games, and there's a huge market for it. Like anything, like even if they made it once in a while, it's because big budgets never get a chance to touch it, so none, none come out. I don't know. It's just weird. I just think I, I miss games like Castlevania. I just want another one. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you should sad. play Axiom Verge. No, no. I'm look. I'm with you on missing games. That I want. Look, I just want another good Final Fantasy game. That's my life. That's, That's where too, I live. That's, That's where Why I live. Okay, when did it become so unpopular to make a game like Final Fantasy IX? That game was one of the best games I ever Phenomenal. played. I love IX, too, yeah. IX is so that. unappreciated, too. <laughs> the thing is, like, I'd, I'd make the argument that back then, uh, games like Final Fantasy IX, etc., were the open-world games of the time. Like, there were... You remember, I'm sure, a long time ago, when people were writing... There are too many fucking JRPGs. Like, the, the people were like, this is ridiculous. There are way too many. Because Final Fantasy VII was so fucking successful, so everybody was like, oh shit, JRPGs have an audience in the West now. Let's Same put every one of them out there. happens, yeah. Yeah, and then people got burned out on it. You know, and, and people are going to get burned out on open worlds as well. There's no doubt. They're already getting burned out on it. People are get, they, they get burned out on genres, and it goes through cycles as a result. Uh, well, here, I'll, I'll just say though. this. Wait, let, me, let me just say this. Have you have any of you played Xenoblade Chronicles X? No. Oh. I I haven't played it, and so I'm not qualified to speak on it. But I played Xenoblade <laughs> One. But I'm going to. I, well, I played Xenoblade One, and it's basically it looks like it's pretty similar. Um, it was or, on Wii, right? Yeah, it was on Wii. Yeah. That game is like just a giant open world planet with like monsters on it, and it's like good luck. It's like what? That's a game now? That passes for a game? I don't get. I just don't understand this design I- philosophy. I think the Persona games are a really good example of a oh, of a current is great. JRPG. That, that, that game is fucking amazing. Persona Four. Yeah, that's Persona Four Golden. That was good yes, shit. Yes, I, I, I love spent that game. so I much time it. on my Vita, literally you know for what? that game. I got the true ending. Go I spent all the time getting the true ending. I don't know how I, you did I, that, I, man. I have <laughs> it took a lot of work. I gotta go back and play that. I, that's what I want to play. You just reminded me of what I want to play. Well, Persona Five is what out in two thousand six. I can't wait for Persona uh, Five. Every trailer that comes out, I'm like. I'm avoiding the trailers now because I don't want spoilers. I, I know. I don't want to know anything about that game going in. All I know is that may have the best looking aesthetic of any game ever fucking made. And so I am love very it. excited to play it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Fucking Persona. Uh, Persona is a weird example because uh, Persona has very JRPG-like battle mechanics, but Persona is fundamentally different from a lot of those games. Like the introduction of the social element to Persona is what made it stand out, you know? So I'm a... Uh, Huge, huge fan of that. All over huh. that. I don't know. Everyone's Sorry, saying that Bloodstained is the game John should. Yeah, Bl- Bloodstained well, is the game by the guy who made like Castlevania. Spiritual successor of yeah. Castlevania. So the question is: Is it going to be a good one, or is it going to be a mighty number no. nine? You know, is it going to actually, you know? We won't uh, know. I was, <laughs> I was so disappointed by Mighty Number no. Nine. Holy shit! What happened with that game? Uh, it just, I mean, it's still coming out. It just doesn't like. I've played it several times at like events, and it's just like not. 
It's not good. It's not a good game. It doesn't look like what they promised it would look like. It doesn't apparently feel like what they promised it would feel like as well, you know? I remember them uh, seeing the first pieces of, like, here's an in-game render. I'm like, wow, that looks great. And then I saw the trailer. I'm like, this looks five years old, minimum, you know? Wait, is, is that game out? No, not yet. No. No. Uh, the last time I played it was at E3 last year. And it was, like, it just, it's not, I think everyone going in wanted, like, an awesome, better-ish Mega Man game. And it's yes. not bad. Like, yeah. it's not that. It does yeah, not play like a Mega Man game. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel, I think if it if it just felt like a Mega Man game, it would it have it done wonders, but it doesn't, yeah. Everything's time yeah. trial based. Like, there's a weird time system and things. It's like, oh, no. Mighty Number no. 9 should have been what Shovel Knight is. You know, Shovel yeah, Knight is exactly. a game that feels like an old school platformer in every way. And Mighty Number no. 9, my impression of it anyway, based on what I've seen, is it does not look like that. It looks like some crappy 2.5D side-scrolling platformer that was made by a random indie company. You know, it doesn't look like a Mega Man game. It doesn't feel yeah. like a Mega Man game. And the problem is they, they shilled it as a Mega Man game. That's the only reason yeah. it got funded. Because, like, this is the real Mega Man, guys. And it's not. Yeah. It doesn't look like it is at all. Yeah. It's filled with erotic violence. Yeah, erotic violence. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's what I want my Mighty Number no. 9 uh, that's what I take... want my Mega Man games absolutely let's take a break when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about the games that we have been playing mm. this week you are watching the Corruptional Podcast do not go anywhere hi ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the Corruptional Podcast yes. Yes. Hmm. uh huh I don't know. I just kind of gave up on the intro. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. What have we been playing this week, John? What have you been playing this week? What's been going on? Um. Well, all the last uh, few weeks. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. But also, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Age Inquisition because, well, I don't know. I just wanted to play a, a, a more recent game. Uh, because you know. Anyways it's pretty good i think the power system is just silly and i don't know it's a good game though like i, I think like well the environments are like the best out of any game i've played in like a really long time i feel like i haven't enjoyed game environments that much since world of warcraft like i don't know do, do you feel the same way or at all yeah i think i like, like the game well, i know i don't know i i really no, like likes that dragon game. age inquisition but i did not I don't know. I think there are just there are things about the mechanics that sort of ruined it for me. I think I think they did themselves a disservice by making it the opposite of I would say like uh, you know how we were talking about the 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 choices in a game and it being like tiny and then big and like that. Like yeah. in an RPG, it's usually story, 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 giant open world. And this, it was like little bit of story, massive open world, story, story, story. And yeah. so. It's so it's it's weird that they put such a massive area, um, the hinterlands at the very beginning. So you have so yeah. much just extra stuff to do that you don't get That's back to the main me, story. Totally, you don't get back to the main story till much later. Here's the thing: the main story, like all of it's really cool. I love like I love the characters in the world. I think it's real. It's really engaging. The problem is in between all of that, they put massive chunks of like here's an entire place you don't need to go there, but 
if you're Jesse, you'll go there anyway because fuck you. Like that's yeah. just yeah. Well, it's, and it's it's somewhat optional, but yeah, go on. The whole uh, table thing, where like you always had to go back to your town to go to the table, the war table. Yeah, that and that was figure annoying. out shit that drove me crazy. I don't know. And, it, and I, the fact that it affects things, it affects things like you'll come across a bridge and you're like, oh, hmm, I guess I'll put down my flag. And it's like a war table mission open up. You're like, oh, OK. You go back to the war table. And it's like now you've opened up the other half of this area. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, all right. So, yeah, it, it, I like the concepts. Cool. Like you're using the Inquisition. Your soldiers in the Inquisition are doing things and going off to do things. But the fact that you have to keep going back and back and back and then wait 20 minutes or wait yeah. three hours, and you're like, oh my god. Well, those, those things weren't important. Though. Those were just like, you mean like the, the where you had to wait for the guy to come back? Well, there's a lot of times, there's one that I can think of off the top of my head where there's an area that has this dense, shitty, like, death fog. And if you go in it, your characters die. But if you plant a flag and then go do the mission, the Inquisition sends people there to clear out the death fog. And then you can oh. now go in there in order to get access to a dragon that if you kill gives you a badass staff. So it's one of those things where it's like, all right, you have to go through the process, and it feels very MMORPG-y. You're just like, yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what's funny? When I first got the game in 2014, I booted it up, and I hated it to death. I really was like, what the fuck is this shit? Because I'm a big Mass Effect fan. But I went back like just like a couple weeks ago, and I don't know. I guess I just kind of enjoyed it. Maybe I was looking to enjoy something, and if it was better, I would have enjoyed it more. I think that is the case. Maybe I was just sick of hating on modern games. So I was like, <laughs> let me just see if I can pretend to like this one. But there are a lot of things. There are a lot of things I liked about it. But yeah, there's definitely. It's not a perfect game. Definitely not a perfect game. I just. I feel like there's nothing to play right now that I can't think of anything to play. I guess I can go back and play an old game. Actually, I w maybe you could tell me if this is a good idea or not. I've never played Warlords of Draenor. I was thinking of going and playing that. Is that worth it? It is. It, it is the exact same experience you'll have with all Warcraft like WoW games. In that, if you just focus on that leveling from like. In this case, 90 to 100, that storyline and all the things that are happening in that is really good. It's a good experience. Every zone has like, it ends with like amazing cinematics. There's really, like, it's a fun experience. And then, of course, like all WoW games, either you hit the level 100 cap and you're like, well, I'm done, or you keep playing <coughs> deal with all the like grinding bullshit that comes with being at cap right. in, a, in a game. But other than that, really like, it's really fun. Like yeah, Warlords is great. I guess I'm looking for like some sort of like full full experience that I haven't just like since like Mass Effect 2 kind of experience. It just hasn't been one for me for a long I time. I hear I hear the new Star Wars uh expansion for uh, the Old Republic, Swotor. Oh, I love Swotor. I hear the new one is basically less MMORPG, more old school Knights of the Old Republic style. Which really? to me, I'm like yeah, I just need to find time to play it. But apparently it's supposed to be fucking awesome, so... Well, I've also heard they made a bunch of changes to it where you can literally hit max level by only playing the story missions now and avoiding all the side bullshit. So that's pretty that's cool. That's cool. I, I, when I played The Old Republic, I remember actually really, really liking that game. I thought that game was cool. And I don't know why it got a lot of hate. I thought it was good. I don't know. I had nothing... I thought there was nothing wrong with that game. Well, the it's MMO? It's like what we talked about earlier. It came out in that whole, we need to make an MMORPG, and it came out just a little too late. And so like, it yeah, felt kind of old. Hate, people hated on it, but it was like good game. It had voice acting. It had like mm -hmm. uh, I just read really, the environments were great. The sound effects were I don't know. It was on point. I don't know what, what was the big deal. Why I hate think it? a lot of people wanted a real Knights of the Old Republic three and didn't want an MMO. So there was a lot of hate there. 
and it's you know there was a lot of side bullshit in that game that really wasn't that good i mean especially considering that the game played like wow like to the point where literally a lot of the skills were carbon copies of world of warcraft so right. people were hoping for something different and when they use the term wow clone in some it's scenarios true. it is literally yeah. like you know in the same way that rift had a bunch of that shit as well and yeah. rift Rift definitely nailed the coffin shut on that the world wants vanilla wow because that's what Rift was and nobody liked that. And people were like, oh God, oh God, this is awful. And it yeah. killed everyone who's like, we need to have a vanilla wow server. Thank nope. God, because that was the constant discussion was, oh, if they would just give us vanilla wow again, it would be great. Which it's it like, wouldn't because vanilla wow is actually want. awful. But I, I'm going to be honest. I think vanilla wow, not... <clears throat> In actual practice, because it's old and has a lot of non-quality of life bullshit. I'm not talking about that. Just the way the game used to be was much more compelling, I think. Uh, the new MMO format is just a little pointless feeling to me. I don't understand. Like, I remember when you used to have to get a party and go into a dungeon to get the item. That was way better than, like, insta-teleporting. Oh John, you should have been in WoW for the 10-year anniversary. It was... Yeah legit the funny because they made it so um uh oh god what the hell's the name of the place with ragnaros molten core they made it so molten core was available again at max level where people would go and do it just like it was way back in vanilla yeah and people who had joined after wrath or during wrath of lich king lost their minds like Why? no one could because it's so old and so dysfunctional there's like 12 bosses down there it's super yeah. hard unnecessarily long like you don't get <laughs> any loot like everyone was so pissed and they were like here's your 10 year anniversary present enjoy that and, and, and ragnaros after doing all that shit ragnaros dropped a pet that was like 0.03% chance of dropping. So in order yeah. to do it, you have to go back every week and do it over again. And people lost it. Like it was it's so funny. It was so good. Uh, it was like, like okay. this is why. And maybe I'm just an old fuck, but I feel like the old world of Warcraft may could just be my perception, and I fully admit that. But I think like in the old game, it felt a bit more like uh you could live there and uh, but now it feels like a bunch of portals to content. <laughs> yes. Yes, so you're absolutely right. Difference. And I think that the the they I don't know, that's just the game is not really the, I think the whole point of MMOs is supposed to be really unnecessarily hard or else what's the point of it? I, I, that's the way I see it. I mean, it was I'm about not grouping there. together, right? It was about yeah. it's so hard. I need you X yeah. Sephiroth X and you killer instinct to come join me so that we can beat this thing that's too hard yeah. for us to beat alone yeah exactly yeah. it's not like right now all it is is like flashy i'm not there to see flashy colors and like nice environments that's great but it's not even about that and but obviously like the the combination of the two is why where it would be good but and also like in the old i mean i guess the old in there i've seen i've read lots of different like theories on why this is wrong or that's wrong but like i think that like yeah, I guess in the past people knew less about the game, so there's more mystery. But I don't somehow I don't think it's that. I don't know. Oh, like, I'm I'm with you on this. I think the the minute like Thoughtbot and those old data mining things existed, killed the mystique and the lore of the world. Where now yeah. everyone knew where everything was. So if I found a staff, I could be like, oh yeah, no, I totally got that staff off that. And like you could lie to people, and like I'm the only <laughs> one in the world who has a staff. So fuck these people. I'm not gonna tell right. them where I got it. And now it's like, you don't even need to ask. Like, oh, that looks cool. Google it. All right, so if I go here and wait for this. And yeah, yeah. It, it ruined the mystique of the world. 
I guess it's up to you as the player to like not root it for yourself. Like it's always been that way with everything. Even like in the old days of like cheating on the Sims, Rosebud. Remember that one? You anyway. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do use understand. Rosebud all the time. <laughs> there is no cow level, man. And oh yeah, there's no cow. Like it's always been in games, but I just feel like the design principles are, are a little strange now in World of Warcraft. I don't understand them. I just don't understand where they went with it. I don't because like. It's like, I feel like everybody can just get everything now. Like, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's pretty much what it's designed for. Yeah. I mean, they, they decided that they didn't want people uh, being able to have content that other people couldn't. You know, they decided yeah, that very- apparently a subscription was all that was required in order to access everything. So they made everything else a lot easier to get access to. I know that lately they've they've now stratified they've now kind of stratified the difficulty levels, so there are various difficulty levels of content, but I remember it was around uh Wrath of the Lich King when they were starting to change that attitude. It used to be like, "Oh, we can't get into Black Temple? Tough shit." Yeah, that's uh, I like that philosophy cuz it make, it motivates you. It's like a Yeah, it's like I don't know, work that's for like it. kicking the ass. Yeah, yeah you you can and get we, there if you work hard enough. And then yeah. with Wrath of Lich King on was just like, "Oh, we want everyone to be able to see the content." You yeah, know? See, and in order to do thought, that, they compromised that, yeah, a lot like, of that content. I just feel like did you guys forget that when the game came out, like when the game came out, I went, "What is this piece of <laughs> shit? This game's stupid and it looks bad." Like or like, I, even back then, I feel like it was like you know, it's like guys, nobody's running the instances because they're fucking pretty. It's about the it's about the the reward and the effort and the bigger picture. I just feel like they forgot about that. Like it's not just fun to run through wailing caverns and push two on everything. That's not the point of the game. <laughs> but that's that. I don't understand how they failed to see that. And maybe too long looking at the same shit, they feel like they have to change it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the next one should be interesting. Legion should be interesting where literally the reward is like you get a different looking Doom Ham. Like, who knows what's going to happen? The next one is basically the most fan servicey, over the top, crazy ass fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I know. It could either be amazing. Yeah, Burning Crusade 2. Let's do it. It could either be amazing or it could be garbage. Uh, I'm in. We'll find out. Well, Well, I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah, go on. uh, Wouldn't you say that it's impossible? For WoW at this point to ever have that feeling of mystique. Because people oh, yeah, have been playing no, it for too long. Like, yes. I don't think that it's possible yeah. to attain that no. in WoW anymore. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. it's... It, and the fact is, I don't think it's possible in the traditional form of MMO anymore. Because you go back to the ThoughtBot example. Everything's going to data mine really fast. Everything yeah. That information is going to be available online very quickly. And I think um, the way EverQuest Next is trying to solve it is through procedural generation. Wait, is EverQuest Next still happening? Because yeah, every yeah. time I talk Stop about it, people EverQuest are like, and then be it's like, not going to happen, out. okay? It, it'll come out, you just don't know when. And, but the, but their solution to that is the that super they want to make sure that, you know, the stuff that you discover wasn't there before. You know, that's why nobody knew it was there, because it wasn't there before. It was procedurally generated. You know, they, they want the idea of being able to get a pickaxe, start mining randomly in the middle of the fucking world, go into the fucking netherworld dungeon and suddenly come across this thing that you've never seen before. You know, I mean, a very kind of Minecraft-esque sort of idea. Yeah, but that's not compelling either. Well, I mean, it is for a lot of people. Minecraft sold a shitload of copies, and there's a lot of survival games that have sold a lot of copies on that basis. I mean, if they're able to pull it off where it's a unique interaction, randomly generated, maybe, but that's going to be very hard. Yes, I, I that think, I will agree with. That it's the, be the thing that made EverQuest Next cool was the fact that it was like you were changing the world. I, that's what they sold it as originally. Like you would, like I'm going to dig a damn hole, and that hole would be like a permanent hole, 
Like uh, it, it wouldn't like, be a permanent hole. Like that, that, that's the well, that's thing. That's what they changed. That's what they changed later. But like the original sales pitch was like everything in this world you influence, and I was like, right. that's so fucking cool. And it would be interesting. I mean, clearly they had to change it because then everyone's experience would be different. Well, yeah, because like you know, it would take five minutes for the whole server to be raised to the ground and be full yeah. holes. Like that's the problem with something like that. But I mean, what they what they really want to do with EverQuest next, which is interesting, is uh, really bring cause and effect into it. And the idea of, uh, if I mine down into that netherworld area and I disturb a fucking legion of demons and that legion of demons gets pissed off enough, it might come to a hole onto the surface and start causing trouble. It might go and attack a town and drive away the residents of a town. Then there are refugees. Then you encounter those <laughs> right. refugees on your travels because of that. You know, that, that's, the, uh, that's the true holy grail, I think, is to have mm. the systems interact with each other so that it's a, the chaos effect again. You know, the yeah. butterfly flaps its wings halfway around the wall, world, causes the hurricane here. You know, if they can do that, it'll be great. What, but it's isn't so that hard. Like Guild, Guild Wars 2 was I was about to say, to the problem like is that. that was all very static, though. That. That's yeah, all very Guild static. Wars 2, it was all like repeating over and over again. And it was fake. It was like a fake world yeah. that was like, it oh, was, it's totally alive. It was on a chain. It was all bullshit, yeah. Yeah, they were like, uh, say, uh, here's the start of the chain, here's the end of the chain. There are five events on this chain. And yeah, exactly. at any given time, one of those events is going to be the current event. So, you know, in the middle of this, the, the middle of the chain right here is town gets invaded by goblins. Yep. So either you defend the town successfully, in which case the chain moves here, when it says, now we, we better go push back against the goblins. Or, alternatively, you fail to defend the town, and it's like, oh shit, town's taken over, we're going to have to retake the town. You know, and that's how the events move. But they're all on this chain. They're all on this kind of static chain. There's no real cause and effect. That's sort of what Final Fantasy done, too. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> they're like events that happen in the world, but they just get reset. Like, they happen, and then it'll reset, and a few hours later, the same chain will happen. Yeah. But if you watch this podcast, you know that when Good Wars 2 came out, we did say that that game was going to be a bullshit game, so... <laughs> Shout out to being I, on the air forever. I don't recall saying that. I thought it was going to be quite good, and as it turns out, it was. I it just, called it. I Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2. I know a lot good. of people who really liked Guild it's Wars 2. And everyone yelled at me. Everyone in chat said I was full of shit. Everyone, fuck you, chat. You were wrong. That's the one <laughs> time. I was, look, I've been wrong many times, but that was the one time I was right, and I'm going to ride that ship to the moon. I heard the expansion was awesome, too. Yeah. There's, you know, uh, someone uh, made the, the appropriate point. It's not a cause and effect. It's a tug of war. That's exactly what it is. You know, it's a tug of war system built to look like cause and effect. You know, what I want is true cause and effect, where the world is, as a result, ultimately altered by what's going on. I mean, you know, and Eve is that game. It's just boring as shit, you know, but yeah. Eve is that game. Eve has Eve true cause and effect. Eve is complex in a way that it would need to be complex in order for that to happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very true. So, other games we've been playing this week. Uh, Sam and I finally played Tales from the Borderlands because everybody was like, fuck, that's like my game of the year. And I was like, really? So we finally played it. It's like a, probably the best Telltale game. It is. I would say. A lot of people said that. From what I yeah. played so far, I don't know if I put it ahead of Wolf Among Us, but I do like it. It's it so makes good. me angry that the Game of Thrones one is so shit. <laughs> shit. I haven't yeah, gone back Telltale. to that one. People keep asking me, it's like, why haven't you come up with an opinion of the so end of Game shit. of Thrones? like, because I, like, I started hearing bad things about the next few episodes, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I want to disappoint myself by playing that. How now. do they screw that? Fuck that. Fuck. 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 The problem is you can't really explain why it's bad without spoiling it, right? 
Well, I, I, honestly, I, I haven't played the last one. The last one that came out because I gave up because I just didn't like it. So, like, I don't know what to spoil. <laughs> like, I don't, I, it could be spoiled for me and I wouldn't know. Hmm. But Tales from the Borderlands, Georgia. Yeah, I, I felt like it, to me, it felt like the game that had the most intrigue throughout. Um, okay. I feel like all of the other Telltale games, like Wolf Among Us had some really slow points, I thought. And so did um, Walking Dead. But Walking Dead, of course, was like one of their very first attempts at this. So, you know, I'm not going to give them too much flack for that. That game in general was still very, very good. But uh, I felt like Tales from the Borderlands was the perfect mix of incredible dialogue writing, um, lots of different things that can happen based on what you choose, uh, good back and forth between characters, really good characters in general, which you could include in the writing. But it also had, you know, that sort of comic booky art style that they love to do. But it was perfect because it was Borderlands and that's already what Borderlands looks like. So <clears throat> I just felt like as we were playing it, I constantly felt like there was that we were engaged in the bigger picture. I didn't think there were a lot of slow moments in it at all. I really, really liked it. A lot of what made Tales of the Borderlands stand out to me is that it is a world that had a lot of potential, but up until this point, that that narrative potential hadn't really been explored very well because Borderlands is a terrible video game. So, it felt like the perfect use of the Borderlands world, yes. right? Whereas yeah. the, the, the thing is yes. with, uh, with Game of Thrones, it's the opposite problem because Game of Thrones has had a ton of really awesome stories told within it already, so the, the watermark is very high, whereas Borderlands has had no great stories told within it whatsoever, but there's been a, there was a ton of potential for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we should stop talking about Game of Thrones. I'm about to go real angry. I'm just... Uh, <clears throat> we're not getting a sixth angry? book. I'm just... <laughs> wait, 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 what happened? Nothing. He missed his fucking deadline. Goddamn George R. R. Martin. Yeah, missed this, his fucking the sixth deadline. book is not going to be uh, out. Because before it's the not series. coming out. Too busy not this, not laying on ladies and buying houses. It's fine. Don't worry God about damn, it. It's God fine. Damn it. <laughs> I, I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me so mad. What I'm amuses me so fucking much about the situation and also like makes me think, what the fuck, people? Is there are people who are legitimately angry about how slow he is? Because like, you're going to die before you tell us the end of the story, you fuck. That's that's I was like, what? That is the. How much of an asshole are you for saying that? Like, holy shit! Yeah, it's like, yeah, fuck your life. We want the story. You goddamn entitled bitches. The, 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 the problem is, and truly, honestly, the problem is, is that the TV, the TV show fucked like fucked up us getting a book. Basically, well, that's what because like everything he does is in relation to that. So he goes to events and then doesn't write the fucking book. So it's like, yeah. all right, well, I guess the TV show is where I'm getting the rest of the story. I'm not going to fuck it. All right, bye. Like, okay. My heart, my heart aches. As a fan of the books long before there was a show, I just don't, I just don't want to deal with, I, I want to find him and street fight him. I want to have a three-way street fight. <laughs> Me, Chris Metzen, George R. R. Martin. I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it all. I'll kill both of them and start anew. <sighs> so angry. No idea. Uh, so I played some video games. Talk about those if you like. Yeah, what, what have you been playing? What did you play? So a bunch of us got back into Warframe after a couple of years of not playing Warframe. So Warframe's been around for quite some time, and it's been kind of the PC user's destiny, I guess. You know, it's actually quite similar to the way Destiny is. You know, it's a lobby-based MMO per se, 
where you're doing missions and grinding for gear and stuff like that. And when I played it back in 2013, I was very impressed by it because it was a free-to-play game that had really high production values. Like, great graphics, awesome aesthetic, really unique aesthetic, very, very different. And the combat system was really fluid. Now it's even fucking better than that. Like, two years on, they've spent a lot of time... They completely overhauled the uh, melee system. They completely overhauled the parkour and the movement system. And they added a shitload of new content to it. And we got right back into it. And we've been playing a lot of it. I mean, I think we played like eight hours of it yesterday. And it was a lot of fun. It's it's just amazing how much they've done with that game. Because that game has been very, very successful for them. Warframe seems to fly under the radar of people, but it's actually one of the Warframe? most popular games on Steam. Yeah. Uh, currently on Steam, it has 34,000 uh, active players. Wow. That That's uh, that's double bat- what Battlefront has, by the way. It's currently the 13th... <laughs> it's currently the 13th most played game on Steam. Like, it's it's just behind Armor 3 and Rocket League. It's ahead of Rust. It's ahead of Terraria. It's ahead of the original Counter-Strike. Oh. It's ahead of Black Ops 3. It's a very popular game that a lot of people don't seem to talk about all often. I, I guess I'll try it. Warframe. Let's get up. Well, I mean, I don't know if you'll like it because that's a game purely about grinding and crafting. And you said oh, you didn't like that stuff. Well, I mean, I, I'm willing to give anything a try. I've s- actually, wait, I saw this on PS4. Yeah. It's the Ninja game? The ninja yes, game? it's Space Ninja game. Yeah. Oh, this game is, is good? Really? I remember yes. not liking it that much when I played it for a few seconds. Well, maybe maybe it's not for you. I mean, the, the whole point of that game is not really the story, although they have added some really cool story shit now into the game, and they've put some campaign missions in, which are really awesome. But it's mostly about get better gear, kill bigger stuff you know that's what that game is it's about acquiring stuff that you want so wait what kind of is it a competitive game or uh it's pve so you play with other people there is a pve oh it's pve and- yeah oh that's i would i didn't know that I, yeah it's pve I try this. so you can play it solo in a group it actually has a raid now uh there is there is like a pvp aspect to it but you never have to play it it's not really a big deal so yeah it's mostly pve yeah. you uh you make a space ninja you pick the weapons that you want you upgrade the weapons you get better weapons you know it's ultimately people are like well the game's grindy it's like yeah but i mean is it because the whole point of the game is to play the game the grind is the game you know plus it's a you're playing with friends like it's your enjoy like it's the one selling point that was in borderlands basically like it's it's a grindy shit fest but you're playing with friends so it's awesome (laughs) yeah there's a lot more synergy i will say i think in warframe than um than borderlands between characters but it's it's hard to argue the grind thing, you know, which is really that the whole point of that game is to beat big monsters and get big loot, and that is a grind in and of itself. But that's but you know what what people describe as grind is also the core gameplay loop, and if you take the grind out of the game, you literally don't have a game anymore. <laughs> it's like uh, saying that oh you know um Diablo's really grindy after you've beaten the story once. So yeah, but that's the whole gameplay loop is kill monsters, get loot. If you don't enjoy kill monsters, get loot, you're not going to enjoy Diablo. Same with uh, Warframe. You're not going to enjoy Warframe if you don't enjoy kill monsters, get loot. Because that's right. what that game is. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I, I'm enjoying quite a bit so far. I think the reason we went to it is because we've been playing quite a lot of uh, Vermintide lately, which is yeah. also really, really fun. But Every in order- single time I look at our YouTube chat, it's you being like, who wants to play Vermintide? Who's in for me? Vermintide? Anyone? Anyone? That, Anyone? That's the problem with Vermintide, <laughs> is that if you don't have like a three or four person group, then they can, people can fuck it up for you. 
which is why having a three or four person group for Vermintide is kind of important. With Warframe, you don't really need that. You can play solo, you can play with two people, like the game scales, whereas Vermintide does not. You know, it's like Left yeah. 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead doesn't scale if you only have two people, you just get two bots instead. Right. And bots are shitty. So that's that's down the problem with it. I'm curious, because you guys have played a bunch of the last two days. I'm curious yeah. a week from now what your thoughts will be. It's kind of, I, I don't know. Because, yeah, because one of those games where a lot of people, like, looking at people talking about it, a lot of people are talking about how, like, it's really, really fun, but it's one of those things where it, over time retention seems low. So I'm curious to see what you guys will think a, a week from now. I mean, I think that it seems, based on the Steam stats, that retention in Warframe is quite high, and a lot of people play a lot. The thing is that the whole game, the whole gameplay loop is about grinding for your next piece of gear. You know? Because that's really, like, the whole aim of the game is acquire everything. Acquire every item. So it depends whether or not you're okay with getting into that gameplay loop and staying in it. Often I find myself... Diablo. Yeah. Often I was I... literally about to be like, when does the next Diablo patch drop? By yeah, I was going to say, that's, that is Season Diablo four. in a nutshell. Season 4 was awesome, by the way. That was, that was fun. So. I feel like Diablo 3 just gets better and better and better. It does. Which is it awesome. Does. Yeah, I did, I did replay... Uh, you know, and I'm a, I was a big critic of Diablo 3 when it first came out. And when Reaper of Souls came out, I played Reaper of Souls... Uh, after all of the updates that Diablo 3 had had, I was like, this is a much better game. Although I have not felt the desire to really dive back in, having beaten the story now. It's like, Oh, I... there's a new area. Oh, TB, have you not seen? There's a new area, and it's like a mystery. It's like a creepy like island. Like looks like like an like ascending in like an evil main island, even though it's not main. But it looks well, like that's an that's island. the question, isn't it? Would I would I really do I want to go back in and play more of that? Because you know, I hit oh. max level and then start getting whatever the prestige levels are. I can't remember what they're called. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I think I've kind of, I've had, you know, I've experienced what I want out of Diablo. But for a lot of people, their goal is get the best shit. And and that's going to involve them beating progressively higher difficulty levels. And that's what Warframe is. And that's also what Vermintide is. You know, our goal in Vermintide right now is to deck all our characters out with the highest level gear possible and do the most difficult levels. Mm. And that's that's the whole core gameplay loop. For a lot of people are like, oh, well, wouldn't it get repetitive? It's like, yeah, it's by definition repetitive. Like, as soon as you start playing Diablo, Diablo is repetitive. As soon as you kill your second monster, Diablo becomes repetitive. But yeah. repetitive <laughs> is not a... Repetitive isn't a downside for a lot of people. Like, looping, if you enjoy that core gameplay loop, the fact that that loops is not a problem for you. Yeah. But the loop's got to be good. Right. But yeah, I mean, loads of games are repetitive. It's like it's the same bullshit. People say Rainbow Six Siege so repetitive. Fucking no. It's yeah, not. every game, pretty much every, every game different. is every. I think a lot of what will convince you or your that a game isn't repetitive is your investment in it. So, but yeah, just about everything well, is repetitive because there's only so much you can do. Right. Yeah, and I I think that it. It, it kind of gives game developers a slide if you're to say, oh, well, I mean, a game is only repetitive if, if you personally don't find something engaging about continuing to play it over and over and over again, which is, like, yeah. true. But there's definitely an element of, like, developers have to be able to recognize what it is that that keeps people interested and wanting to play yes. it more and more and more, right? Yeah, like, you can't just say, oh, well... I'm the sort of person who will always want to get the best score on every level. So, like, I, you know, want to play this game forever, and that has nothing to do with the developer. It absolutely has something to do with 
you know how the yeah and there are a lot of games that rely too much on that score attack thing and like me as a person that doesn't score attack at all that those kind of games tend to get very um very boring for me quite fast and i think in order to accommodate a wide player base you need to give players different goals it what, what is interesting to me is that quite a few people complained uh we could go back to overwatch as an example a lot of people complained about the lack of progression in overwatch i'm like oh why would i play the game if i'm not earning something for a lot of people that actually has a lot of value genuine value yeah. to me the core gameplay of overwatch just like the core g- gameplay of counter-strike or rainbow six siege is that is good enough that progression is not important to me that's what i all. play for yeah yeah it's not important at all so i don't mind that i went in and didn't come out with something you know some people say oh i played for an hour i should earn something for that yeah i don't think that you know that's i think that that's a sign of well i wouldn't say bad game design because all games are different i mean because in world of warcraft or something you do want to come out with some loot or something but like yeah game is tends to be a little more compelling when what you earn is just that you were happy you put your time into it and got better at it or whatever yeah a lot of it is like, I, I don't mind loot as a side option, obviously, but it's when games rely too much on that whole Skinner Box thing. It's like of just yeah. pressing the button until you get the pellet. Yeah, that to me that. is, it's, it's, I find that potentially damaging. You know, you can design a game in a way where that's not damaging, but a lot of games overdo it way too yeah. much with the progression shit. And they lock all that shit behind walls. And like, I, the, the process of me acquiring this is not as enjoyable because I want the thing. Yeah, I, people were asking yeah. me today in Warframe, it's like, uh, yeah, it was in Sin Victor's chat last night. I think someone hit the nail right on the head when they were saying, oh, well, by people giving you stuff or by you buying stuff in game, you've missed out on a lot of the enjoyment of the game. And the enjoyment is the acquisition of that thing. And I said to him, well, to you, the enjoyment, it was the acquisition of that thing. To me, the acquisition of that thing is a suboptimal experience because I want to play the game with that thing. You know, it's the same, and there's plenty of uh, shooters that do this, and they're guilty of it, of, um, let's say, Battlefield, for instance. Fucking Battlefield. You have to use the M4 for X amount of time in order to unlock the AK-47. But I wanted the AK-47 to begin with, because I know I'd have more fun with the AK-47. So I had to... That's so annoying about that game. Yeah, so I had to play the game in a way that I didn't want to play it, in order to play the game in a way that I did. And that's a bad design. It should... To me, that's should, a bad design philosophy. A good design philosophy is letting people play the game they want while also showing them something they also want down the line. Yeah, I mean, it also, it's about choice as well. Like, um, Siege is a good example, I think, of good progression. Because when you get Siege, you have no operators unlocked, and your first operator costs 500 renown. Cheap as shit. In fact, your first couple of operators cost 500. It gradually goes up in price, but... There are, there are no operators locked behind any other wall than that renown cost. If I want to unlock IQ as my first operator, I can. I get that choice. But in a lot of these other games, they would say, yeah, exactly. oh, That's a good point. IQ? Ah, she's a bit advanced. No, no, we're going to give you a choice of four. You should pick one of these beginner operators here. You know? That's a good point. Um, I, I like the way Siege does it. I like the way, um, remember old Black Ops? Like the, the first yeah. one? Where they had that token system? Where it's like, oh, you want a flamethrower under your AK-47 as your first ever unlock? Even yeah. though it's fucking impractical as shit? We don't <laughs> mind. We're okay with that. In uh, modern COD games, like, oh, flamethrower, that's advanced. You don't want that until level 62. It's like, no, I want it now. Give it give it to me now. <laughs> that's a good point. Otherwise, you feel like, yeah, every time I play a game like that, Battlefield included, I'm like, 
well, that guy just had a better thing than me. Like, it's like, what the fuck? There's definitely aspects <laughs> of that. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, well, I mean, like, you know, like, I just don't really understand why they make games like that. It, it actually, encur- it does not encourage me to play it more. In fact, I just more often will drop out of it because I'm like, fuck this shit. Yeah. I mean, it was, when it's a competitive game, at least, like, you know, if it's single yeah. player or MMO, it's different, whatever. But like, if I feel like me being skillful isn't enough, then I don't. Yeah. I don't have any enjoyment, just, really. There's, de- there's so definitely sick. aspects of that in some games. Yeah. It's, I, th- I think the best way to do it is to offer a breadth of choice and then encourage people to experience that choice. Because uh, in Rainbow Six Siege, let's say Sledge is the literally the only character you enjoy playing. You can not unlock anything else, and you can just play Sledge, assuming that people don't steal him, and obviously you can't play him on the defense side, but, you know... Every time you play attack, you can play Sledge. But what the game does well is to encourage you by showing you just how cool the other guys are. Maybe you might want to try this guy instead. He's not better. He's not better than Sledge, but he's different, you know? Mm-hmm. And Warframe's very much like that. You can, uh, in Warframe, you can acquire almost, in fact, I think pretty much any basic frame really fast, hugely fast, super cheap, super quick, like in a couple of hours, easy. And so you can pick the one that you think your playstyle is going to be best with. So you want to be uh, the crazy melee berserker dude that pops claws out of his arms and shreds people? You can grab that frame really fast. You want to be the one that freezes dudes? You can grab that frame really fast. They're not better than each other. But as you play through that game and you see people using other frames and other playstyles, like, I want to try that now. And then you pursue that and then something mm-hmm. else. And you know, that to me is the best way to do progression. Is to give yeah. you that choice. Yeah. But I guess, like, I guess the problem is, like, say with Overwatch, right? Like, I've definitely, I've definitely really enjoyed um, when there's a character that frustrates the shit out of me and being like, okay, what's a good counter to this? Like, learning that way. But there's, there's always a point where you're like, okay, now I know. Like, I, I know the counter to everything. I know how to go against stuff, but, like, what... Like, how, how do you add on to that once you've hit that wall? It's tricky. It is tricky. And in some cases, the, the core gameplay is so good that you never need to really add on to it, do you? Yeah. Well, but like, like I, wouldn't want, I wouldn't want somebody to start playing a game and it's their first time, but everybody else has been playing it for so long that you're just like, oh, fuck, there's no room for me to learn, right? And I guess TF2 doesn't feel that way, so I don't know why I would expect a game like Overwatch to feel that way eventually, but, you know, I mean, how do, you, how do that... you make it so that somebody could still join in on the game and the game isn't just filled with shitlords who know everything about it? Uh, I mean, Which is what you do happens that through, with games like Han. <laughs> you do that things with uh, matchmaking, really, don't you? You know, you make yeah. And you, the thing is, you've then got to encourage a constant uh, flow of new blood into the game. Mm. Well, I think that's impossible to stop. That's like, there's always going to be people that you just learn. It's trial by fire. If you want to learn hard enough, you will, sort of thing. I mean, you got to admit though, you, you play a lot of Counter Strike, right? And Counter Strike yeah. Go has done a much better job of getting people into it than the other games did. You know, yeah. By oh, offering like. Different oh, no, game no, modes, are, for instance. No, there's ways. There's ways. Uh, Counter Strike Go is is brilliant, uh, even though sometimes they do strange updates and kind of buggy at times. But um, do you, do you R rate it eight out of eight? 
Oh my god, dude! I literally oh, tweeted about. I tweeted about that. I was so mad. I was like, god. Val, what the fuck's wrong with you? They, dude, they didn't even. They, you they didn't, right How could they possibly test that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, I, 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 the only conclusion I came to is one: they're trolling us. Two: they don't. <laughs> they don't play their own game or know how to play their own game. <laughs> There are sometimes some decisions that uh, developers make kind of in a bubble that are so mind-boggling to everybody else. You have to wonder, it's like, how the fuck did this even happen? It's happened in StarCraft a couple of times as well, like where a balance change has just been like so obviously awful that it's like, how did you even come up with this? Like, you know, who were you yeah. playing against that made you think this was a good idea? Yeah, I mean, the only way that... I mean, it must have been literally nobody who knew how to play the game played it, or else it wouldn't have been released. It was a one-shot body shot, perfectly accurate. What the fuck? Pistol? What? That, and also, that barely cost anything. <laughs> yeah, it didn't cost anything. Slightly more than Deagle. And also, they, they did this once uh, with the AUG about a year ago, where they made it a fucking laser beam. Oh, like, yeah, I remember you, that, yeah. It would go, you'd pick it up, and it would go, in a fucking straight line. No <laughs> recoil. And literally, it was so fucking good that people would walk by the op, which if you don't play Counter-Strike, is basically the coveted golden gun. It's a yeah, one-shot. Really, really expensive. Time, yeah. Really expensive. Only the greatest skill players use it. People would walk by ops on the ground and pick up augs. Because of it just... It was a laser beam. <laughs> yeah. It, instant headshot. I don't know what... I mean... I stopped playing that week, and I stopped playing the R8 week. Thank God they fixed them as fast as they did. But, I mean, at least they nerfed it. And they did... Oh, they also uh, nerfed the, the the rifles, and but they brought it all back, and they apologized, which is very rare for anything related to Valve. So at least there's that. I mean, I've forgiven them. I still play their game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. I love Counter-Strike's always been my favorite uh, competitive game. I had a StarCraft 2 and a StarCraft bit, too. but Oh, actually, League of Legends as well, but it always comes back to Counter-Strike. Yeah. yeah, progression is, is interesting like that, uh, and... I, I think, you know, the best games, just they just do a good job of, of separating those players and making sure that everybody kind of has their own thing to do. Like, what, the thing uh, Warframe, I think, does really well is it's got a bunch of side bullshit. Uh, people yes. have referred to the game as um, Space Barbie and uh, Fashion Barbie. Frame because that game <laughs> gives you a shitload of cosmetic customization. I love cosmetic stuff in that sense, Me actually. Too. And people go out of their can... way to pursue <laughs> making yeah, the coolest looking thing. Yeah, you could just be like, yeah, uh-huh, I got this skin. What now? I'm the best yeah. at this game. I'm the best at buying stuff. But I'll, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say like, the fucking, um, what is it? That I, uh, progression, I really think it's, I mean, you might have said this already. Uh, it's just fucking, it's useless to me. I think, it, I don't understand progression in games like this. It doesn't need to be there. Yeah, I mean, the, for a lot of people, though, it seems like it does. You know, it's like people just so, like, oh, well, what? It, it keep it, it's an artificial way, I think, of keeping people yeah. in the game through the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, exactly. For the most part. No, because like I remember Call of Duty Four was like the first game I played that had it, and it was like, it just I was like, oh, that's just in this game, and then it was in every game ever, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, well then, yeah, okay, that's how that is, I guess. Or was yeah. it Call of Duty Four? Maybe it was Modern Warfare Two. Uh, no, COD Four did have it. Yeah, I think that was the first COD game to introduce uh, persistent online progression. Yeah, even Counter Strike Go has ranks, and I'm like, what are these for? I don't. I, well, I mean, the the ranks in that are to stratify to make sure that you don't uh, run into people who are much much better than you, right? That's oh no no no, no 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 sorry, I don't mean the competitive rank. I'm talking about the uh, level. You have like a level. Oh, do you? Do, does yeah. it give you access to anything? I don't know what it does. All I know is it's not, it's it's separate from like the the like Master Guardian ranks, like okay. your eagle. It's not that. That one is obviously... Did you say place. Pleasure Eagle? 
No, Pleasure Eagle, but Pleasure Eagle is Pleasure Pleasure Eagle. There is no pleasure in that rank. (laughs) That is is an ELL hell sort of rank. Um, But no, um, no, I just don't understand um, what the hell that that level is for. Maybe it's for something, and I just don't know what it is. It might just be for straight up stat tracking, like literally just vanity. Maybe it's vanity, it's possible. Which is fine too. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it, it can't be a hard thing to implement. Just whack it yeah. in there. Why not? Yeah. Whack in that pleasure regal. Speaking of vanity, yeah, I've spent a little too much on skins in that game. Might have gone a little I little saw little. you were giving Hee Hee Productions very expensive toys. Are you are you proposing at any time <laughs> soon, John? Is, oh, yeah, yeah. I bought him for Christmas. The uh, Is this your yeah. courtship thing? He, I mean, he always mentioned that he likes... Basically, I would always buy a bunch of crazy skins because I'm silly. And... um you know, he, he was, you know, he, he wouldn't, and I was, and he would always talk about how he wanted the shot. He thought the shadow daggers were cool. And cause not everybody's crazy enough to be stupid and spend that much money on a skin. So I, um, just got it for him for Christmas. And I thought, cause I don't know. I just thought it was a cool gift. It was me a little man meant something between us. It is more than a gift card to Macy's. So mean, it's a sentimental gift, I guess. Thanks for, uh, making fun of me though. And making me feel like a big jerk off. <laughs> Yeah, he put, Oh yeah, I made him that video as a, as a, the reveal because I didn't know how to give him the gift physically. Oh my! <laughs> and uh, dude, the trading process was ridiculous. Had to verify our emails seven times. Yeah, and- I heard they've done some crazy stuff now to stop a lot of the scamming. That they yeah. you have to jump through fire basically to Take, trade now. It's untradeable for seven days, and then when you do trade it, it's held for twenty four hours. And then you have to verify your email, and if you cancel the trade for any reason, you go on a seven day trade cooldown. Fuck my <laughs> life! Whoa. I'm. You know, I've never got involved in the marketplace with Steam at all. My my inventory is full of thousands of trading cards. I could probably sell for actual money and buy games with, but I can't be fucking bothered. The whole thing seems so laborious. It is. I don't understand why they've done that. Maybe it was some sort of regulation, or maybe it is to help their customers not lose things. Clearly, they must have done it for some reason, but I I don't know. I don't understand the trade scamming. Like, how do you get scammed? Just don't get scammed. The end. Great advice. Great advice, John. Great advice. <laughs> I mean, I, why is it scammable? I don't understand. I don't. I just don't understand who's getting scammed. Also, there's this weird like CS:GO gun skins gambling thing that some people do. I don't know what. That oh is. yeah, that's a big oh, deal, yes. man. Yeah, that's a big deal. I I did it with um Dota two rares, and I think during the 2013 international, and I lost all my rares, and I've never done it again. My Twitter was just because uh, I was watching the match, and I'd bet a bunch of rare items on this team winning. And it mm-hmm. was just me going between my rares smiley face and then my rares cry face as the game swung back and forth. I was like, no, my rares! Wait, wait, how, did, how does it work? What does it do? I don't so, understand. So it's, a, it's an external service where you bet uh, rare rare items on who how wins. Get, how does it... Does it access your Steam inventory? Yeah, it's it's through bots, basically. You, 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 put the, you give the items to a third-party website and they hold it in escrow. And then if you win, you're paid out your items back plus extra rares. If if they, oh. you lose the bet, then you lose your rares. Oh, so, and, and, you're, and you're betting on games like sports betting? Yeah, you, you're, you're betting on the result of Dota games, competitive Dota games. What? So, what? so, um, so is it... Um, that's how Counter-Strikes works too, by the way. So is that... Le- that's not legal yet. Or uh, it will be I legal mean, soon? I, I, if you I live in California, no betting of any kind is legal. Really? <laughs> I that's why I don't. I used to, I used to pay... Um, I used to play online poker, and they shut that down one year. Yeah, they Black, shut that down hard. Called Black Tuesday. 
poker community. I mean, I, I don't think they, I don't think they regulate as much because it's not real shit. Like it's not real money. So you, you know, you're you're betting rare items essentially, but it's probably <laughs> uh, a loophole right. of some it's, sort. No, you know what? It's like a, it's like pachinko. It's like hitting hit the now, lever. Erotic violence. It's like huh? No, in I believe, and I could be wrong. I think in Japan, I, it may not be legal to uh, bet real money. So they use pachinko with the, uh, where you can trade in the balls, the steel balls for prizes. Yep. So it's like it's like a workaround, similar like this. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because the esports world is so like wild westy. Oh, it really they, is. They they can get they can get away with that kind of stuff. Be like, oh yeah, no, you can bet. And you get items instead of money, but the items have like cash value, yeah, but no, not really, so they can get away with it, kinda. So yeah, yeah I mean, eventually... it's, technically, it's not real cash value because it's it's not you could could sell, could not sell. So. But it's the same kind of crazy logic of we can sell out of a digital game. Like, oh yeah, we only have so many digital copies of this game. Like, it's just false economy and crazy shit. It's wild west there... nonsense. There is nothing that cracks me up more than pre-order your digital copy now. Yes. No doubt. <laughs> what, what the fuck is that about? We want to make sure we have the bandwidth for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I will never understand people who pre-order digital games. It, it, not even games. Like, pre who the fuck pre-orders digital music? Can someone tell Does me? Who is that person? <laughs> I gotta get Tay Tay's new album, guy. man. Obviously, enough people do it for them to bother to support the system. So, it who must, does it? Who does it this? Must, it must be just the, the impulsive minority that they just get their money in right away. I don't know. Maybe I, people just want to know it's on the way. They see it in the inventory. Preload. Yeah, no, that's pre what it's about. Uh, preloads. I can see it for preloads. Yeah, but preloading uh, music? I mean, it's not like it's no, a big download. Music. You can download no. a whole album in three seconds now. It's right, right. Music, maybe. Well, maybe this man lives in uh, fucking Wyoming and has one kilobit per second internet. You know, I don't, I don't get it. Like it's the same with pre-ordering <laughs> digital movies. Like I under, I to at least to some degree understand pre-ordering physical items like on Amazon because like guaranteed delivery the day of release. Like okay, yeah. I can see why you do that. No, no, that that makes uh, that makes oh, sense. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But digital stuff. But digital, I, I yeah. That's, just, I don't get it. I think that'll phase out as uh, the our generation slowly uh, fades into uh, the dead death. Um, oblivion fades oblivion. into oblivion the and darkness of oblivion <laughs> as we all the cold things, void no, we, we all we, our generation bought stuff as <laughs> got dark as, as we all fuck, fade man? into I, darkness I had, of eternal black yes as we all fade and die wither dust it's dust it's nothing it's big nothing and all because of the as our short lives upon this ever turning globe in the cosmic dust of the universe fade into nothingness <laughs> Is that a the, the eventual heat death of the universe? <laughs> entropy, forsooth he did say, is a real when the stars fucking bitch. In the sky go dark and vanish forever. Yeah, I mean, that's pre ordering music in a nutshell. Well, that right there. <laughs> the, the, the eventual heat death of the universe and pre ordering <laughs> Justin Bieber's new album are very, very similar. I just mean, our generation. <laughs> Our generation is like, we used to pre-order stuff in terms of the placeholders, you would, the copy you would actually physically receive, because they did, used to run out of video yeah, games. Yeah, they did, sometimes, yeah. Smash Brothers Melee, I remember, I called the store, do you have Smash Brothers Melee? They said, we have one left for the lucky boy in black. That was me, I looked down, I was wearing black. I ran to that store, <laughs> I that store with glee, okay? And I, and I picked up my and I my said, God, you, good, sir. I just I have in my head this loop of John just running like this with the cowl of the bells playing in the background. Like, do, 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 do. 
I was I, imagining I've got a golden ticket. Oh, okay. Oh, That's fair too. Yeah. I was also imagining the guy at the store was outside John's window watching him like, I've got one for the boy in black. It's <laughs> <laughs> me. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I got there. I got there. It was just uh, anal penetration without permission. It uh, what? Of course. Wait, what? When I got there, that, I'm sorry, what? Penetration without my permission, there was no game to be had. Oh. Yeah. Tricked me. You were John making got tricked. I got it's just tricked. a prank, bro. Social experiment. <laughs> Man, that shit it got so real recently. Uh, yes. You saw the Sam Pepper thing? I I'm did. Uh, Sam oh. Pepper needs oh, yes. to be shot in the face. Uh, well, isn't that what... You heard it here. Yeah. yeah. In, a, in a social experiment, of course. It's just a prank, bro. Just a prank. Just a prank, bro. Did you see where he made a Kickstarter to delete his channel or something like that? Yeah, nobody yeah, gave anything to it. or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, please give me attention! No, you're a prick. Fuck off. Honestly, it's just so... That guy, I don't know much about him. I just think he's hilarious. Well, he's a prick. I mean, that's the main problem. <laughs> he's, he's a piece of shit. Like a walking, talking piece of shit. I get, yeah, I don't know much about him. I, I, I seriously don't know that much. I just saw that um, Kill Your Own Friend prank, which was clearly like staged. Yeah, I mean, it, him existing lowers <laughs> the status of the United Kingdom in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's British, right? Yes, unfortunately. Um, I disavow, if possible, any knowledge of his actions. He's, he's a fucking prick. <laughs> well, you gotta, on average, have one or two pricks. Unfortunately, you know? yes. I mean, that's your word, isn't it? Prick? So, yeah, we like that word. Pretty good. It's a good word. <laughs> that one has trans. That that is a word that came to America. I feel like it's originally a British insult, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I have a question, TB. Yes. Um, Sam was saying that British people don't actually call other people gits. Do no, we don't. Her? Git uh, is not an git, actual word. Git is very I comedic. That was a southern thing. I thought no. it was a southern word. Git is a very comedic term. Like it used to be offensive, but now it, it kind of passed the point of being offensive into into comedy. So if you call someone a git, it's more like a ah you git kind of. <laughs> not a, it. it's not an insult anymore. Really, it's like <laughs> um bloody used to be a swear word. Like bloody used to be very offensive. Yeah. Now people just include it in speech out of nowhere. It has no real offensive yeah. value anymore. Bloody yeah. was offensive. Yeah. Uh, my my mother actually used to be uh, uh, my mother was from the generation where bloody was offensive. So if I used that term, she would get uh, she would be like, "Don't you dare!" Uh, now, of course, Wait. bloody means doesn't mean anything. That's really crazy. I didn't even know that. I, yeah, because when I was growing up, I you know all the British stuff I watched, they said bloody, and it didn't seem like a big deal. Yeah, it was it was it's a very kind of fifties sixties thing. You know, crazy. past that point, the the effectiveness of bloody as a swear word. Kind of like we bollocks, any... you know? Bollocks used yeah. to be very offensive. Now it doesn't just just doesn't really mean anything. I it's guess... Like, so, is it like damn? Yeah. Although without the religious connotations. Da well, I'm saying damn used to be a bad word, but it's not really Well, I mean, damn's still a bad word because it's technically blasphemous. That's kind of I where it came that, from. But, but obviously, like, most people don't care. It's like, oh my God, is blasphemous. Yeah. But most people don't give a fuck anymore, you know? Wait, what's, uh, a, what's oh, an American? I... Go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, you first, Dodger. Oh, I was I was just gonna say my my dad. Well, my grandma used to be offended when my dad would say "bitchin'," and now "bitchin'" is like such an old Silly word that word. nobody yeah. uses. Yeah, but like at the time when kids started to say "bitchin'," their parents were like, "I cannot believe you are saying that. That is I so bring offensive." That back. Yeah, I want to bring it. 
I mean, that. pissed it's off is another one. You know, people just use p- pissed off isn't really offensive anymore, but it used to be. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, when pissed, when I was a kid yeah. growing up, saying pissed off would get you in detention at school. Like it was really? considered offensive. Doesn't doesn't that mean getting drunk in England? Getting pissed? Yeah. Getting pissed? Yeah. Going That's on a bender. Getting yeah. pissed is bitch. That one. Yeah, I'm pissed. Getting, I'm gonna get pissed off and. But it, but it's weird because like getting pissed and getting pissed <laughs> are two different things, you know. It's that's either yeah, getting yeah. mad or getting drunk. Oh yeah, yeah, getting mad or getting drunk, right? Yeah. I. It's, um. Are there any other British swear words you need me to clarify for you, Dodger? Um. Mm, I don't think so. Knackers. Is knackers. knackers? Uh, yeah, I mean, knack- well, knackers. Um, used to refer to no, testicles. Did I ever tell you that my Gregor Cope ruined my childhood? What? Okay, so this is a great story, and I think people will be able to relate to it. If you saw the Game Grumps, uh, guest Game Grumps, where we had Grant Kirkhope on, if you don't know who he is, he's the composer of many rare games, including Banjo-Kazooie, Not Limited 2, GoldenEye, uh, 007 for N64, all these games. Anyways, um, he did a lot of the voice, uh, the, the sound effects, too, not just the music. And does any, do you guys remember Mumbo from Banjo-Kazooie? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, no, seriously, do you remember Mumbo? I mean, do you play that game? It's been too long. No, none of you played Mumbo? Seriously, nobody played Mumbo? I mean, played... So so none of you know it. Anyways, okay. Here's a fucking... You making fun of me? Here's a fucking uh, Juju doctor, witch doctor, and he would talk like this, right? And there was... Let me see. I think I can actually play it off this. And it's gonna I think I'm supposed to be offended by that, but I'm not sure. Like, continue. What? What? Well, what do you mean? Mumbo Juju Doctor just sounds offensive for some reason. I don't know why. Does it? It really does. Mumbo Juju Doctor. You've been conditioned by the PC police. Yeah, I'm PC, bro. Go bitchin'. Okay, hold on. Let me just play um, this clip because it it will... um, Hold on. This is going Uh, horribly wrong, isn't it? No, it's not. Hold on. I thought this was playing the music. Oh, here we go. Okay, you hear this? Can you hear that? Yes. Yes. Okay, here, let me just get to the part. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the point. Um, it's worth it. Uh, okay, here, this should work. It. I just need to get the, the transformation sound effect. Uh, hold on. Uh, what the fuck is happening? Just hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys can keep talking. I just got. Oh, right, this here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. Okay. You hear how he says "uminaka" like that? Yes. yes. Sure. That's Greg Kirkhope saying "ominakers." Oh. Ominakas. Yes. I wondered how all this related to whatever the fuck we were talking about. Too. It was like, we are going on a goddamn trip. You paid it off, It was a secret. Basically, they would say inappropriate things that put them in here, but we didn't know. We were none the wiser. We yep. think he's saying... Uminakas ba- you know, basically means, ow, my testicles. Yeah, but he says that the kids game, and we didn't know, but this was before the internet, and nobody knew except him, and then I just found this out one day by meeting him, and it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew that. No, I don't think anybody knew that fact before the Game Grumps interview. Whatever, nobody cares. <laughs> you watch the Corruptional Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Corruptional Podcast. Uh, the final whatever, however many minutes of the show. I have no idea at this point. I've lost track. Everyone was late. Everything was terrible. 
You know, yeah, I how, long, how long are frankly, we going? Are we going for another hour? I don't know. Okay. Frankly, I kind of resent this treatment I'm getting. <laughs> also, the big giant zooming Jontron head has problems with our format, <laughs> it would seem. <laughs> it's not my fault you put my I'm, my head, the whole head's on the screen on mine. Why don't you give me the whole head of my head? I did! And then he moved closer to the screen. Why don't you give him I, the whole head of his head? Just give me the whole what? head of my head. I'm I can't. My you have your whole head. It's right there. Look. See? Thing, now it's my, not. No, this is in my thing. I'm in the full frame here. This. This, I agree. This. I agree with John. It is all TB's fault. This, this, is, a T, this is a TB problem. Oh, don't you start with me. Fucking have you, mate. I just get so. Oh, he said mate. I'm scared now. Knackers and. Twat and other words. We could twat you in the knackers, mate. Twat you in the knackers. You're a good Roger and wait. No, uh, <laughs> no we won't, so what, we won't be doing that. So what is our topic That's in premium this third content, hour of the show? Oh god knows. I mean what have we had news wise? It, it it's of course now 2016. It is current year. So yeah, what has oh, been man, happening? Uh, I mean, you know not what? a great deal. Obviously Steam went to shit, we know that. Uh President Obama did his last State of the Union. I don't think that's got much to do with video games, but okay. Oh, it has to be with video games? I thought you were talking about the, the year. You no! Oh, fuck me! Please. <laughs> ISIS, ISIS blew up a four-year-old with suicide bombing today. Yeah, that's not part of the show. Like, we don't we don't talk about that stuff. Because no, it's depressing. Fuck those guys. Video games it's are like, depressing yeah, enough them. as it is without any of that shit. Huh. Uh, video games happened so far. Um... Probably somebody made a shitty open world game, probably. Yeah. Well, most likely. They, they do that quite often. Uh, the big thing, I suppose, is that MLG was bought by Activision Blizzard for $46 million. Yes. Oh. And okay, everyone so was like, oh my god, that you know what that means for Blizzard? Probably not much, because Activision has much more going on for it than Blizzard. So, calm your tits. It will, it will have something to do with Blizzard. The thing is... The reason why people are a bit concerned is because this is not the first time Blizzard or Activision Blizzard has done this. They bought the assets of IPL, which was IGN Pro League a couple of years ago, right. and then really did nothing with it. Like, and IPL basically died. The concern for some people is that the this situation will repeat itself with MLG, although with the amount that they've spent versus the amount they spent on IPL, not even close, by the way, I don't think that's going to be the case. And Bobby Kotick came out with a statement that said, yeah, we want to be the ESPN of esports, which is a bit weird because I thought the ESPN of esports was ESPN, but okay. Yeah. Wait, I want, do they have an esports thing now? Uh, ESPN do esports, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. ESPN too, but yeah. I'll say this, uh, Counter-Strike Go, I've been watching a lot of competitive recently because it's gotten really good and the casters are really good and it's mm -hmm. set up well. And um, um, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, was yes. over there vouching... CSGO, I think specifically CSGO, but maybe just esports. So I think I would be really happy to see like ESPN grade esports in the future. I, mean, that, I also think we already have it. Like, I think the, no, 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 the, we, the no, really high end stuff is as good. No, no, no. It's not that. We have it, but it's not organized in a way that everybody knows. Like, this is the CSGO championship and it's a big deal. That's what I, I'm so hoping for that one day, you know? Well, like, the way that the Super Bowl has like. Because here's what I'm saying Imagine this a bar. That played esports. I would be there. They already so exist. Cool. They, 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 well, they do exist. Yes. There's quite a few they of them. Exist, there's probably John. at least one in New York say, City. Those, I'd imagine. Oh, there's probably multiple real. in New there York City. Yeah, there's quite them, a yeah. few esports bars. Uh, Meltdown. The Meltdown bars in particular are uh, mostly esports. Yeah. So there's there's quite a few. 
Oh God, please be one in here in Manhattan. Oh, there's please, probably please, one in New York, I imagine. Oh, oh there's yeah. one in. Oh, it looks like there's a little building sign work in progress in. No, there's none in America. Oh, barcrafts are everywhere, man. Like well, the meltdown, is... meltdown. There's none in America. Yeah, no, meltdown's a European thing. But... Okay, so what, what is one? What's a? What well, is, I mean, um, just what... just look for like in the e look for esports bar in e New York. E like bar. they probably this, exist. Yeah, what I would search for. Because I mean, before that, there was a lot of stuff that was just um kind of takeovers of bars. Like the the pro the concept of a barcraft was something that yeah. came around mm -hmm. in 2010, where yeah, you know so people would go and watch Starcraft, Starcraft in the bar. Really big. There are quite a few barcades, and there's a lot of crossover between sure. barcades and uh, esports stuff. We have a, couple, a lot of barcades around here. It's actually it's one specific chain called Barcade. It's right next to my office, actually. But um, the the uh, stalking now. I'll see. No, it's find you a little bit. It's a big city. Anyways, there's um, so many so many barcades, Sean. I'll find I did, you. Didn't say which one. Also, <laughs> also um, the. <laughs> Now you got me. Apparently. You're regretting it now. <laughs> I derailed so, the whole thing. Anyways, they don't play esports there, but I and I looked it up once. There are no esports bars here, at least that I know of. Let me look it up on Yelp. And someone asked in the chat, why would anyone want to go to a spot uh, a bar to watch esports? Why would anyone want to go to a bar to watch sports? It's the same thing. It's an experience. You're drinking with people, having good. People, yeah. Watch, watching esports in a crowd is way better than watching it on your own. Are you kidding and me? Like, I feel like having an esports bar would be easier than it's ever been right now because of Twitch. Like yeah. you could literally have multiple different games and different tournaments up on screens all over the place, yes. just like a yep. sports bar. There's always esports content, twenty four hours a day, no doubt. Yep. Like I, the the problem is that you kind of got to have different games, and I don't know. I don't think there's as much crossover in terms of um, esports viewership between esports and between games as there is with sports. Like, I just feel like sports fans watch a decent number of sports. I may be wrong here. Uh, Am I wrong? I, I could don't be necessarily wrong. Th I think that like... No, I think sports fans are pretty much one sport. Okay. Yeah, they they typically are like really one into one sport or one kind or of into a couple. They have like seasons. Yeah. They're seasons like this is the season where I watch basketball and this is the season where I watch football and I don't got yeah. I don't got time for baseball because it interferes with the hockey season. Like like like, like there's well, you know. Some of my friends from Philly were like um, always, uh, and they're good. They're a good thing to take from because they love sports in that city. Yeah, there's like they're Flyers fans. There's Phillies fans. They're, they, they're both Flyers and Phillies fans. So yeah, maybe multiple sports. I think it's more yeah. so like the affiliation with the city, at least in some. Absolutely, yeah, there's a yeah, lot of that. Yeah, and esports does have some of that, but it's very much on a national level. You know, it's... no, see, that's the thing. Esports actually doesn't have that, which makes it really hard. Like if there was like a, I don't know, a New York team or something. Yeah, it doesn't have. It's not on a city level. You know, it's it's all, it's mm -hmm. very national. It's like the this is what? the U.S. team. This is the Korean team. Yeah. You know, I think they should bring it to a city level. It would be cool that way. Because then you could like follow your team more better. I mean, what the fuck? Am I just supposed to go for the U.S. people? Think, right now, yeah. I think the thing that the translation there is, like, I don't know, like Evil Geniuses, for example, or Tempo Storm, like, they're across multiple games. So if that's, like, your your jam, like, I like that team, then you can follow no, that no, team no, no, multiple no. games. But... I always thought that was funny how they franchise the team. Like, it's like, like yeah, like that's team literally like That's literally the only way you're making money in esports right now is if, like, you are in every single You've gotta game. You've got to be in quite a few. Because yeah. some games are such failures that you're throwing money at it and you're just losing money. It's a sink. So the you other team ha has to make the money back. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, but I, think that, I think this current generation of competitive games has realized that uh, has realized games is a sport, not a 
like they don't release a new version every year like Call of Duty does. Like they because it is it has to be built like a sport with consistent rules and so they they should keep. I mean Counter Strike Go. I don't see why it ever needs another update. It could just be a sport forever. It's perfect. Yeah, uh, I mean I think the some of the competitive guys would disagree with you on that, but that that's the problem. Like it's not necessarily. I get. It's not, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, it, the problem is the meta game, right? Like, you, you think, oh, God, the game's perfectly balanced. That's great. And then then something starts to creep in. And it's, like, it's how the, the, t- the tactics of the players adapt in a specific way to what's going on in the game. And then the weird thing is the meta game kind of shoves the balance out of whack. That happens with every sport, even real sports. Yeah, like, it I does. Think there's no, so I think that's the, what's fun about watching a sport. It's, like, how are what's the best guy going to do and how is he going to wow the world with his special tactic that now everybody picks up? Like, I think it's normal. Like, and, but like Counter-Strike is a balanced game. I mean, no gun is too good or except for the R8, but they fixed it. Like, it's obvious when that kind of balance happens, it goes wrong. Well, I so, mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if it's perfectly balanced because like all of the guns in that game are not equally viable. Like, in fact, the vast majority of them are not competitively viable. They're not viable, supposed right? to be equally viable. Yeah, that, gonna, I, I've never got. I never understood that about CS. Like, you know, having guns that are not supposed to be good doesn't really make a lot of sense no, no, to me. That's not. That's not it at all. The old games were like that. Uh, CS:GO, every single gun is viable and has a purpose. Um, like, you would buy one pistol over another for armor penetration. Uh, like, for better like headshot shots. One, the Deagle is just a one-hit headshot hand cannon, but it costs a lot, so it's risk reward. The only gun that doesn't really have a place is the Dualies. Does only one of the only guns in the game. Yeah, maybe I just don't know enough about CS:GO, but like I, I just I don't see people running around with UMP 45s on a regular basis or anything like no, that. No, no, they they have okay, they have a basically different guns give different uh, money rewards, and so I believe the Bison gives a slightly bigger reward than the, the UMP. Maybe not. Either way, um, it all depends on if you want to save money and get a worse gun or spend more money and get a better gun, and it has to do with the game economy, which is how the competitive works. In my opinion, it's a perfect game. It's one of the only perfectly balanced games out there. I play it like every day, though. It's like my game. Mm-hmm. So I think, and League of Legends is, but see, League of Legends is different because they're always introducing new champions. It's really hard to balance something. Wow, like that's that. that's the business model, isn't it? You know, if yeah. you, 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 you can't make works. money otherwise. It works, but it makes it hard to make it a sport. Uh, I guess that's just part of it. I guess part of the sport is yeah, finding out. The yeah, games. I think I think it is. Like you, it's just got to accept it. I mean, not every sport is static in the way that people think. Like uh, Formula One, for instance, has new rules every fucking year. You know, and NASCAR is yeah. very similar in the way that they, they put restrictions and different things on how people can design their cars. And I mean, that's part of the sport, right? Well, you know what? Uh, that, that's what it needs. It needs a central regulation. So that's what they're trying to do, I guess, with buying MLG. Yeah, I mean, I think that Blizzard just, they want, I think Blizzard are maybe done with dealing with third parties in a long ways, because like, if you know anything about StarCraft 2's competitive history, Blizzard has had a pretty bad time with third parties, especially when, because they wanted to do the World Championship Series, and it's like, we want these, you know, we want to make this, we can't make it in-house, so you guys make it. And then they had shitloads of problems with people wanting more money or wanting to do it in a different way or all that kind of thing. And I think they maybe got to the point of just saying, fuck it. We're going to buy an existing company and we're going to now have the ability, the talent pool and the equipment to produce that stuff ourselves in our control and make right. money out of it directly. Right. I mean, that's just the whole thing behind startups anyway, right? So it's like, it's normal, I guess. I, I think it's a lot to com- do with that. The big company takes over and, and makes it... Um, well, it's like somebody takes on the biggest risk, which is getting it off the ground. Once it's off the ground, the big company then it gets bought. In. 
yeah pays the big bucks and makes it a real thing yeah it's normal it's good i think that sounds cool i don't know much about mlg but i mean i've worked with mlg a lot in the past on a professional level you know um i've been contract with them i've worked with them for about five years i think it's a pretty good organization they ended up in a pretty shitty position because they were one of the original esports organizations that were producing actual real live tournament content and for money right. you know they were charging to get in and some yeah. of what they did was revolutionary. Some of what they did was really good, and some of what they did was really shitty. But they were entering territory which was barely explored in the West. You know, in Korea, yeah. they had no, the infrastructure they were the, for it. But they were definitely like the first. I recall they were like the first. Maybe they ever, weren't right? the first per se, but the stuff that came before it was really shitty. Like they were the first that was like not terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were <laughs> but, the first but, that made that made sense that was actually like sustainable. Yeah, and and, and then they had a bunch of problems, you know? I mean, a lot of people in the StarCraft scene don't like them too much anymore because they basically stopped producing StarCraft tournaments uh, because they weren't making enough money off it. The fighting game scene got into a spat with them. and It's, it's unfortunate because I think as an organization, they were pretty good and they had some good ideas. A lot of their ideas got shut down. They used to run um, premium tournaments that you could only watch if you paid basically pay-per-view. They did the right. pay-per-view model. They uh, did StarCraft Tournament, which cost 10 bucks, I think, to watch. And they got a lot of really fucking good players fly over to New York. And yeah. it was three days of content for like 10 bucks. And people shit on them for doing that. And they're like, I, really? this cost a ton of money to produce. Yeah. Like, how are we supposed to make money here? I but it's think the that, internet where everyone yeah. wants it for free because it's the internet. Yeah. Like, Honestly, like, I just think it's so exhilarating to watch esports, and I, I don't know. I I hope that one day soon it becomes super organized because I love, well, organized. And when I say organized, I mean easier to follow because I feel like there's it's like a wild west. I don't know. It feels a bit wild westy at the it moment. It very much is. I mean, it it varies on a scene to scene basis. Like League of Legends yeah. is very regulated because Riot has a fucking iron fisted grip around the whole competitive scene. Right. Starcraft is much more laissez faire, particularly this year. Yeah, the, yeah. With the way that they've changed things around, they're like, you can do a lot of what you want in StarCraft. They still have their main tournaments, but they basically now contracted those main tournaments out to take over like third-party shit. Like Their main circuit now is like yeah. DreamHack and IEM, which used to be independent events. And do CSGO you, is different as well. Is, is uh, StarCraft 2 still watched? A decent amount. It's not as big as it used to be, but it's still got good Star views. Like they, StarCraft 2 um, is fun as hell to watch. I love watching StarCraft. I, it's one of the... One of the better games to watch, I think. Yeah, I, the best. I, I think uh, who someone in chat just said it. Now it's gone. But I think yeah, I'm curious to see what Blizzard Activision is going to do. Activision Blizzard, or whatever, is going to do to the, the like the creativity of MLG and like the people like because a lot of the things that Blizzard does tournament wise are real stupid. And so I'm hoping that they bring some of the MLG people in to be like, here's what y'all screwing up all the time because. There are some things that need to be fixed, and it's, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, I love the way that they, when they have the really professional commentators or shoutcasters, whatever you call them, it's yeah. always great because it's, it's actually kind of funny because I'm still not used to hearing people talk about it so seriously like it's some, like, major leagues American oh. sport, <laughs> but it's it's cool. They're usually British, actually, the comment. The, the Although, to this cast. day, I still, I still don't understand, and this is probably why... The esports scene, I never will quite get it, but I don't get casters in suits. I've never understood that. <laughs> no, it no, I, the shit I've worn enough fucking it. suits in my lifetime casting to to be bitching about that one. No, I, I don't I, understand. Like, 
I like the suit aspect, and you probably know more, TB, because you. Know I do, because I've done it for five years. But I think I think the suit bring makes it like professional. And I think I'm okay I with it. That's what they're going I actually for. enjoy and wearing a suit. I don't enjoy wearing the fucking tie because good luck shouting through a fucking tie. That's a pain yeah. in the ass, but I don't I, mind I wearing the suit at all. Professionalism and, and like we're making it's real. This is a real like I get it. That's what it, it is. Just always seems ridiculous to me. I've never like I've never it always well, seems become- silly. It's it's gone more and more into the t-shirt with a blazer territory than the like. I okay I, I actually think it's that. shifted away from that in the last year. T-shirt and a blazer used to be the MLG standard. And I think yeah. over the last two years, people are like, no, t-shirt and blazer is dumb. You wear shirt, collared shirt, long sleeve collared shirt, tie, suit jacket, trousers. You know, yeah. that, that's you the like, cast around. You think we've done this? Yeah, because, like, we have. Like um, Magic the Gathering, it's always been like full on nice gear. You know, no okay. matter what. Um, so I think it's interesting that we've gone from like full no. on nice gear, everybody like like be as professional as possible to no, but you know we're just like dudes. We're just like dudes, just like casting, you know. And maybe that came from the it culture all- of people making videos by themselves and doing it, and like having casters definitely come up some of that, that way. It's also um, a tournament by tournament basis because a lot of these tournaments are homegrown. Like, if you watch something yeah. like Home Story Cup, which is a very literally homegrown tournament in StarCraft 2, where the casters get drunk, the players get drunk, the players come and cast randomly. It's really fun, but obviously that's very casual. But then you compare that to WCS, like the big BlizzCon stage, then yeah, their suit and tie, like, n- no doubt. It, it depends on the game, it depends on the event. You know, you'll see. Yeah. The, the guys are doing the international or suit and tie, but some of the guys at the analyst desk are not because it's just a little bit of a different theme. I mean, I remember the TI where the guy was wearing a giant fucking wizard's hat at one point, like predicting <laughs> the thing with the crystal ball. It was so good. But it, I mean, it there's, always, there's always room for the silly casual stuff, but I think yeah. it makes sense. The tie thing makes the suit and tie makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, and I cast a lot. You know, I, I'm totally okay with doing that. I'm also okay with doing this podcast in the fucking bathroom because that's my show. You know, it, <laughs> if if I'm doing someone else's show though, then it's their fucking rules. If they want me in a suit and tie, then I'm in a suit and tie, no doubt. Yeah, uh, I don't mind it though. It, 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 I think that the the dissonance that you're seeing, Jesse, is probably down to just how inherently ridiculous video games actually are. It, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nothing I mean, that I'm not the like, storm. oh, it's the worst. I just think it's silly. Here was the storm is a prime story. example. It's like, I'm in a suit and tie. That's murky. You know? The, the, the dissonance between those two things is, is, to a lot of people, really crazy. So they're like, I mean, that's video game characters on screen. Or like Smash. Like, this is Pikachu. Why am I in a suit? You know? Well, it's the, it's the same thing with, I mean, you can even go to football, for example. It, it, uh, football Americans. Is it's men. <laughs> that's that's men, one way to turn it. It's men okay. bashing okay. into each other. Bat- and the guys in suits are like. Uh, that was a great play, Phil. Yes, it's just, it always now bring out the dancing <laughs> bird. You know, at the halftime or whatever. It's ridiculous to me, and I will never get over it. And I just, I think it's silly. Like it's, it always. But I get it. You know, suit equals air of authority. It's always been that way. I get it. It makes sense. It's just Have always seen seems very suit? funny. Have you seen me in a suit? You'll start doing things I asked that you thought you'd never do. Mm-hmm. It's the in the suit. It's actually the mind control chip I've placed in you. And do, do you remember that Amanda Bynes tweet? Sorry, it's a total deal. Where the fuck are we going with this? <laughs> what? What the fuck? Wait. What just happened? This whole, this whole podcast has been like conversation, 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 and then John saying something that sounds like it's totally from nowhere. Just made up. And then eventually <laughs> it comes back around full circle into 
Oh, I see where you were going with that. Wait, <laughs> Multiple yeah, wait. times now. It's the chaos wait. effect. It's <laughs> until this is metagaming this podcast. Hold on. Hold on. I need to know this. What is this tweet? John, what is the tweet you're referring What's to? Happening? How does okay, this now- relate to mind control? What did Amanda Vine <laughs> say about mind control? <laughs> okay. Well, it's not it's actually kind of tragic more than funny, but it's also <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's also oh kind of funny. God. It's actually kind of tragic. <laughs> Go on. You don't remember what I need more pills. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He's just popping all of his pills. Just, I don't know. Just put me to sleep. Fuck. <laughs> you don't remember when Amanda Vines went schizo? I mean, we do, but I'm trying to... Wait, what was the Who's tweet? Who's Amanda Vines? So what, Amanda Bynes, she was a child star for Nickelodeon. All that, and, yo. And, um... Wait, TB also just didn't know who Amanda Bynes was. I don't know who Amanda Bynes is. Even better. Anyways, she went... Okay, she started tweeting this... She started getting progressively crazier and crazier. Like, she was living here in, in New York, and she dropped a bong out of a window. That was one of the first... What's Amanda Bynes? Oh, yeah, Amanda Bynes, B-Y-N-E-S. She... She dropped a bong out of a window, and, and the police came over like, the fuck's wrong with you? And she started doing crazier stuff. She was found on the streets, like, bicycling weird, wearing weird wigs. And one She's day, she tweets. Actress? Okay. Yeah. One day, she tweets, out of the fucking blue, she tweets, um, my dad, like, my dad, like, molested me when I was a kid, and I can't believe this or something. Everyone was like, what? And the next tweet, after some, I guess it was a damage control tweet, she's like, my da- oh god, hold on. Let me just look it up because I, I don't want to miss. Where are we going? With I this? can't wait to find out how this relates at all to MLG. So I want to know MLG. how this relates to esports and caster attire. I just looked up this Amanda Bynes mind control. Okay. So I'm- okay, here it is. Here it is. She tweeted um, like uh, my dad molested me and all this stuff like that, and then uh, she tweets <clears> afterwards. <throat> My dad never did any of those things. The microchip in my brain made me say those things, but he's the one that ordered them to microchip me. I remember those tweets. I remember when those tweets happened. Do you remember? And I saw this tweet, like, fucking, uh, before it was deleted or whatever. I don't know if it's still there. And I just fucking, my brain exploded. And I guess she went schizo or something. But holy crap. What uh, What John is saying is that Esports is like mind control. It's like mind control. <laughs> oh, you were saying the suit, the suit Go is like on. Mind- yeah, the like- suit is mind control. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And then I heard mind control in my head. And by the way, Jesse, I didn't say those things, okay? The microchip you put in my brain made me say it. So if I'm being real, you should be the one that's shamed. <laughs> I am. I am for both of us, honestly. You know, I'm not going to let you get away with this one. Throughout this entire show, you've eventually managed to bring it back around to the point. This time around, I think you failed to do that. No, 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 because Jesse said uh, the suit is authority, right? And I said, if I wear a suit, you would would respect my authority and I would mind control you. And then I said, do you remember that one time Amanda Bynes tweeted about mind control? This is some fucking, like, goddamn Illuminati shit right here. It's like, cheese, cheese has seven letters. You know what else has seven letters? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody asked, why is John Sean on the show? Maybe they maybe they have a point. Uh, <laughs> is it six letters? Yeah, it does. But that's the mystery. I mind-controlled you into believing that it had seven letters for a moment there. No, you mind-controlled everybody but me. I was the only one who questioned it. I now see. you have to murder me. Yeah. You understand. Yeah. You are the lone gunman. <laughs> you, 
know what you're in for when you invite me on this thing. <laughs> I, I, we do, we do know. We do, we are well aware. I am looking forward to the money this show will make me. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so back to MLG. Uh, yeah, I, it, to me, it makes sense that Activision Blizzard would pick this up. They obviously, Blizzard has, has a bunch of esports that are already doing pretty well. Activision has been on and off on Call of Duty as an esport has been doing some years they did it okay some years they didn't so i imagine they probably want to push that a bit more and it makes more sense just to buy an existing property rather than try and set it all up yourself because the thing is blizzard's tried to do it themselves before and honestly they haven't done a great job of it like their blizzcon stuff is fucking great but they also contract esl for a lot of that too and a company called yellow light as well for a lot of their heroes of the storm so they they want something in-house sorry is it for starcraft or what game uh, for what? MLG or? Just... Uh, no, you said that they have their own ESL stuff. Uh, so at BlizzCon, they actually have the finals for all their games. Like Starcraft's oh. their biggest one, but they also have Hearthstone and now Heroes of the Storm, and also right. the oh, WoW Arena thing that nobody you watches. You know what? You're right. They do have a bunch of competitive games. Though. Yeah, they do. So what? 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 What is Warcrafts? How does that work? It's I mean, WoW Arena, three v three Arena. It's the Arena mode. Yeah, it's not nowhere near as popular as it used to be anymore. But yeah, Arena PvP and WoW is is an esport. Is it competitive for real? Yeah. Yeah. Is people it gear-based or what? Most people it's... kind of have the same gear by that point at that level. Oh, okay. It's like saying... Really? Really, on, it's sorry. run around... Three people run around for five minutes until one of the healers dies, and then it's over. Like, that's, that's really what it is. Yeah, it's not very watchable. That's probably why it never takes It's off. It's pretty hard to watch unless you know a lot about PvP already. Yeah. I know. I mean, I cast that game, and I cast it terribly and won a fucking $3,000 Dell monitor from the Blizzard for doing it in a contest. So if I was the best and I was that terrible, everyone else must have been awful. So it's, it is very, very hard to watch. You have to know a shitload about that game in order to order to do it. It's very niche, but it's still people still watch it. But yeah, so I mean, Blizzard actually has a number of esports properties and Activision does as well. So to me, it makes sense as a buy. Like I think they want... I think also Blizzard has been strong-armed a little bit too much by its partners lately, and they want the ability to do it themselves, to basically turn around and say, oh, you want this amount of money? Fuck you. You know, we can make it ourselves now. So yeah. I, I think that, that that's why they did it. I don't think it's a bad acquisition at all. And I think MLG has kind of been treading water for maybe the last year. Not yeah, really. They didn't really have a clear plan. Yeah. MLG so, is just, in my in my eyes, it's just, it was gone. I never thought it, I, I haven't seen anything. To a lot of people it was. Because the MLG uh, in kind of 2010, even before that, was known for its big events. Like MLG Anaheim. You went there to watch usually League of Legends, StarCraft Two either Halo or COD, and maybe something else. You know, And right. people showed up, and they watched it, and it was great. And I cast a bunch of those, it was cool. But they haven't really been doing as much of that. They have been handling some CSGO stuff, and I know apparently now that their Activision has acquired them, they did officially announce they're still going to do that CSGO American Championship thingy that they were doing. Hmm. So it's going to be weird going forward what they do from there, because obviously CSGO was kind of a competing game. Will they eventually phase out producing that kind of content? Probably. They'll probably just produce Activision Blizzard stuff eventually, but right now, you know, the um, CSGO Major Championship Columbus, you can buy tickets for that right now. It has a $250,000 prize pool. Huh? For real, That's though, happening. Those those Columbus events, having lived in Columbus, are like, people eat that shit up. They're good. That is, they're good. They're good. They're good. No hate there. The I've Columbus had a lot of fun at MLG great. Live events. But, you know, I think they're one of, they were one of the best companies to make those. 
I, I just hope that by being bought by Activision Blizzard, they don't stop doing that. Like, if they just become an in-house production company, I think they're missing the point. Because I think where MLG shines the most is its live content. That's what people want. People want to go to events, and they want to experience I really the crowd. Do. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been to loads of them, obviously mostly on the other side of the casting desk, but I love attending esports events. They're a lot of fun. They are fun. I remember I went to one of the League of Legends championships. And Did, you, you got yeah, you I, I brought you into Starcraft Red Bull, remember? Uh, yeah, that was really fun. Thanks again. It was yeah, here yeah. In, uh, it was on like Thirty Fourth Street or something. Like yeah, this. it was. It was in New York. So Red Bull Battlegrounds, New York. I dragged John Tron into a VIP, and uh, he <laughs> came and fun. watched uh, esports yeah. with me. It was really great. Yeah, we had ramen. That was a great day. We did have ramen. Yeah, secret, <laughs> secret ramen. That was a great day. Secret ramen. <laughs> yeah, secret ramen. That's right. Actually, yep. it was the same place that we went. Actually, I'm not sure if. No, I went with. Uh, it was for some pre-production thing for some show. Don't worry okay. about it. Okay. Um, but it had nothing to do with mind control, though. So okay. mind control. No mind control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I think news-wise, there isn't really a great deal. Obviously, it's like kind of calm before the storm of the next whatever the hell's going on. Um, CES yeah. is obviously going on right now. There haven't been too many big announcements from that. I know that both the big graphics cards companies are saying, hey, our new shit's going to be amazing, obviously. Yeah, I have a, I have a GTX 980 Ti, which is like a high mid-range graphics. I guess it's like- That's a high-end card. I guess it's, it's a- yeah. Sure, it's one below Titan, sure. And uh, what the fuck that thing can power a nuclear plant? Yeah. Uh, I don't even understand. At this point, graphics cards are so good that it's like- you would never need SLI ever. The problem, the I problem strongly with disagree. <laughs> Unless you want to play 4K, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, right now, honestly, getting 4K in most games is, and keeping it at 60 FPS is really hard. Like, oh, yeah, I, but that's only if you want to play 4K. Yeah, and honestly, but 4K the is the next not, thing, though. You know, that's what not, they're pushing towards now. Plus VR. Not, I, I, I actually, I usually, I'm, a, I'm always with the next trend in, like, futuristic technology, whatever, like, future technologies. But uh, I actually think 4K is... Probably more pain in the ass than it's worth, and VR will right now. It. Right now, 4K is. I, I mean, if you, uh, I if mean, you, yeah, maybe one day, yeah, it'll be. Because I mean, like, that's the same so, thing people said about 1080p a while ago. You know, I actually, I actually, I don't, I don't feel that way because uh, 480 to 1080 was such a massive jump, and I just don't see 1080 to 4K being big. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've somebody... seen 4K, I've seen 4K displays, and I do disagree with that. I, I think that 4K televisions. The problem with 4K TVs is you sit so far away from them. Especially considering a lot of content these days is streamed, it's yeah. really hard to kind of justify the 4K. Are For you gaming on a monitor, though. On a monitor, does it make a big difference? Yeah, because you're a lot closer to it, you know, so it's all about pixel density. But I mean, do those pixels really amount to more enjoyment of the game for you? Um, I mean, to some degree, but I don't find that a priority. I mean, my favorite game of the year was a fucking 30 FPS retro inspired RPG called right. Undertale, you know? No, actually, no, all I'm saying is like, SLI comes with a lot of problems. I've it never does. really enjoyed it. I've never oh enjoyed it. God the, mic does. the micro stuttering and shit always just makes it unusable uh, to me. To me, I think the micro stuttering has pretty much been evened out now. The thing about SLI is that you can just turn it off. Like, having two graphics cards has no downsides because you can just turn one of them off. Like, it with two clicks. If you can you do to. that and it goes back to the regular yes. card? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't. I actually never. You can do never that. About that. That might be I tried for SLI. You. Well, I just have always bought the best card they had and at the time and, like, switched it to 1080. I mean, that's what you do. Just played 1080, and it was... I, I have a 144 hertz monitor, and I like it. Yeah, I do too. And that's actually why I play a lot of my stuff at 1080, because I yeah. value that higher frame rate more. My monitor's a 1440p, which, like, yeah. to me is, like, the nice middle ground right now, but I was playing um, Rainbow Six Siege, actually, at 1440p, yeah. and I thought, you know what? 
yeah, it's nicer, it's crisper, but if I go down to 1080, I get so much, so many more frames per second. Yeah, it just feels better. It, yeah. you know, and it gives me that slight competitive edge, and it it feels better to play. I'd rather just play it at a lower res. I I'm a huge believer in VR, and I think it's going to completely destroy 4K because it's lower resolution necessary. Maybe not actually for this one I'm talking about, but like you can emulate a 4K screen in the VR, and it'll look same you, I was in, what you I do was need just, though is a high frame rate that's the interesting thing about vr yes. is that i think you need like 90 fps as minimum because you go any lower that and you cause yeah. motion sickness because the head tracking o the oculus launch model is 90 i think yeah. they want to get up to like 120 144 area eventually yeah, that'll be nice they will they will but you're gonna need a beast of a machine to make that happen yeah but i think that the technology will be so like prominent that people will just it always gets there. It's it's definitely it like the, the initial VR, especially Oculus and HTC Vive, I think it's going to be power user tech that yeah. uh, people are going to go out of their way to buy because people were like, there was a Reddit thread that I think um, encapsulated this issue very nicely where someone was like, oh, I just don't really get why people are excited about VR. And people turn around and like said, oh no, like for racing games and uh, simulator games, it's amazing. It's like, yeah, but will people really spend that money? It's like, are you kidding? Have you seen some of the hardcore simulator setups that people go for? They spend yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars it, on that stuff. They'd absolutely it, spend a bit it, extra on VR. It, no it doubt. Cracks, it cracks me up that you can tell people literal virtual, literal fucking actual fucking virtual fucking reality is available for 500. They're like, ah, I just play it on my computer like the old days. I'm like, what the fuck? How is it not John, enticing? It's virtual John, you know reality. what's going to change all that? What? Porn. Is what's going to change all that? It already the minute, here, it already baby. has. It's That's what I'm saying. Here. It already has. The minute, I've used the minute it. those it's people, the minute those people are like, "Oh, I don't see a reason to own one of these," and they're like, "But you can get porn on it." They're going to be like, "It'll happen. Just wait." There, there as soon as VR right? became available, all of the big premium sites started producing VR porn, like right out of the back, because they saw it as a way to make money. I mean, and, and honestly, porn has driven so many technologies yeah. in this fucking yep. universe. You know. That's true. And it will drive VR too. People think with their dingle dangles quite often. That they do. It just, it just, it just pisses. I mean, I know that in in a few years it won't matter, but just people's attitudes toward this stuff cracks me up. It's like, I don't know what what do you fucking want, dude? What do you want? We're it's space technology that was not even conceivable. It is five years ago. It's like the people that bitch about Wi-Fi on planes. It's like you are yeah. on the internet in <laughs> the sky. Like yeah. this, Lying. this is insane Lying that you can do this. You are, it's nuts that you could do this, like, oh, but it's slow. It's like, but, yeah. but you, yeah. you couldn't do this like two years ago. What the fuck? This is like the cutting edge of what we're capable of doing as a, as a human race. And you're bitching about the speed. It's just, as you said, the don't same say, with VR. It's like, you're bitching about the price. Don't say it like that. That's sad. Don't say, don't say the cutting edge of what we can do as a race is Wi-Fi in the sky. It is. It At like least that. it was. When that came out, that was literally the the best thing that we could do as humanity. That was the highest tech thing that existed as at that we point. Lost, we, you all know that, right? We're fucked. I know. In the void we go. I know. The, of the, void. the heat death <laughs> of the universe, so we come right back around to that. Dude, the, as Louis C.K. said, uh, why are you complaining? You are literally like a Greek myth right now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Like you are sitting being catapulted through the air at slightly below the speed of sound. What was it? Um, are, watch a movie, take a shit, and then you're home? Yeah. You are Apollo. Or yeah. wait, not Apollo. Well, I guess Apollo, too. I'm oh, yeah. Hermes. <laughs> no, Apollo's closer. Icarus? Fucking, yeah. Is that? No, no, no. He got burned out of went... Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, it, I was going to say, you better you bet not be Icarus. It's like, yeah, Delta, yeah. be Icarus. Like, no, no, yeah. our wings are on fire, no. Yeah, welcome to Icarus Airlines. <laughs> 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 that would be the worst. Yeah. Would anyone ever go at Icarus Airlines? <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, can you put the name? And we go high for a while. Did you, <laughs> did you know JetBlue was originally um, going to be called Taxi? It's actually a, a New York-based uh, uh airline so they operate a long island city and they were going to paint their airlines yellow completely with the checker like a cab and uh the investors were like if you don't fucking change that shit we are going to pull out right now so they oh. had to change it to jet blue awesome. and actually they're one of the best uh, airlines and they have actually fast wi-fi nowadays it's kind of crazy yeah it's not slow anymore yeah plain wi-fi isn't actually that bad anymore i've noticed yeah it's gotten better yeah but the, the whole vr cost thing is like look it will eventually get to the point where vr is consumer grade but right now, you know, the only the VR that I have access to right now is that, which is the Gear VR. And in order yeah. to use that, I need that, which is yeah. the highest fucking end phone that Samsung has. You know, you, you need... You the, a, sorry? You have the DK2? You have the DK2. Uh, I, I don't have a DK2, no. I, I didn't really want to touch Oculus until, like, the consumer version was available. But ultimately, the technology will develop. And it will be adopted initially by high-end users with high-end PCs, and eventually that the price will come down because the power that we have available per dollar also goes down. You know, it's we get more power for less money, and that's yeah. just you know the your initial adopters will be power users, and that's fine because just, that's how technology always works. I just can't wait until VR is so good that it like, you know, like see it just seems seamless. I know it'll happen one day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on board with VR, no doubt. VR is going to be the best. Will, I, yeah, be I guess fun. I got to get that pre-order. Do you know when the pre-order's open? Tomorrow. Uh, I don't no, know but what time? Do you know what no, time? No, I have no idea. All I know I, is the I, website will probably crash. So. Do you think they'll be sold out in the first day? They claimed that they won't be. Okay. But I don't know about that. I'm definitely going to... What are you... Where are you, are you... Is it a shipment? They'll ship it to you? Or are you going to go to so. Best Buy? Or? Uh, I think they'll just ship it directly from the website. So, so do, are they selling to Best Buy and stuff like this wholesale? Or? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Because, I mean, like, uh, Oculus, at least the initial Oculus, is going to be pretty fucking expensive. And I don't know if they would bother stocking it. I mean, I know they stock Gear VR, I think, at uh, Best I mean, Buy. Like, but yeah, they do. I mean, it's only, like, what, it's going to be, like, 500 bucks. Do they, do they we were looking the at yet? 500 I think, yeah. Oh, do we know the price? We don't know the price, no. There's no price what out yet. What the hell? We, we, people are assuming it's going to be about $500, $600. I would guess 500 I mean, but but they, they kept saying, like, it's going to be expensive. And I'm like, it's not that expensive for what it is. Relatively speaking, I mean, my monitor is $800. So it's yeah, like, I'm, you're telling me VR is only 6 Okay. I mean, if it's if it's like $3,000, i will be like, okay, it's expensive. But like eight six five hundred is like, come on, it's space technology. It is space technology. Yeah, exactly. They fucking, they fucking subsidized the cost because of Facebook's buyout. They said themselves. And yet these people are happy to spend fucking $3,000 on a 70-inch fucking 1080p television. Yeah. I would buy that thing even if it were ten thousand dollars, and I, I hope they don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Not a clue. It's gonna be so amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm digging digging VR so far. We'll see. See what it does to games. You know, some games are gonna need to be adapted in a real way to use VR properly, and others just work. You know, anything that you're in a cockpit for works really well oh, right yeah. out of the box. And then there was some as weird. Like I, I played some VR games that are in third person, and it just doesn't make any sense. It's like no, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's cool. I, it's, like you're with a, it's like you're playing with a toy almost. 
Kind of, but to me, I, I'm i like, for VR, I'm looking for the immersion, and I don't get it if I'm in third person, because I'm like, I am obviously disconnected from what's going on on the screen. Uh, I see what you mean, but I, I like it. I think it's like playing with like a little toy, and you can see everything like easier. Also, like Mario Galaxy, but oh, he's so good in VR. But, um, what was I going to say? The, oh, I was going to say something, but I forget. Old <laughs> Russian brain, he forgets. Um, fuck, it was... Uh, oh yeah, Eve Valkyrie is coming with it. I can't wait to play that. I yeah, that I mean, I love space shooters. So to me, the fact that that's the first thing they're shipping is like, yup, yup, I'm all in. Oh yeah, did you play uh, Elite Dangerous on it? Uh, no, but I I okay. I have friends that have, and they told me it's awesome. I played it um, on on the DK2, and I was absolutely mind blown. The technology is not like well, the the dev kit two wasn't ready yet, and it's no. just not ready. But like. Oh my fucking god! When that becomes a real application to a real game, mm-hmm. goodbye real life. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's crazy. It's actually crazy what they've accomplished with it. I just can't wait. Yep. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be sorted out online soon, guys. Wrong no. get trapped yeah. in games. I hope not. Just. I was more Log Horizon. Yeah, so I mean, not. you'd want it to be Log Horizon TV, but yeah. then you'd get trapped in there and be like, and it would fuck, be sword art. it's Shit. actually Sword Art. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> not Sword Art, anything with Sword Art. Fuck. Sword art. How come Ugh. there's so many people who look underage? <laughs> yeah, Why like, am I here? Uh, Why am I trapped Shit. here? Uh, <laughs> fucking animes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's uh, really much else news-wise that's been happening. It's been relatively quiet, obviously. We expect new releases coming up and... There are, there are some things coming out this month that are looking really good. I, I'm i not going to lie. I'm very much looking forward to XCOM 2, which is coming out this month. We Does have a new release list? We yeah, we do. We absolutely do. I don't, know if there's, I don't know if there's much coming out this week, but there's definitely some stuff coming out this month. Uh, let me just get you this. Where, where the hell is my list? Here. Pop it, stop it, and roll. Let's do this. Uh, there it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. I will uh, give you the list. I don't know if it's that exciting, but there you go. Holy Oh, my. John John hasn't turned off his Skype notifications. In surround sound. Listen, y'all don't even know me. Yeah, XCOM actually <laughs> might be early fed. Yeah. All right, guys, let's do this new release list. Today is January 5th, 2016. Happy New Year, everyone. Current year. Uh, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> We've got Nebula Online coming out today. I, I was about much. space. Is it a space game? I, I have a feeling you might be right. It, it is. God, I haven't muted that. That's silly. In fact, hang on a minute. I think Steam just did a change that made sound happen now on videos by default. I don't like you. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Uh, cross-platform, massively multiplayer game. No, stop fucking making noise. What the shit? Valve, what the hell have you done? I'm mad now. <laughs> I'm mad too. Can I be mad? Just yeah, to- you can. You can be yeah, mad with me. Yeah. Mad. They never yeah. used to do this. What the fuck did they do to Steam? What happened? That Steam makes noise now when you go to a fucking Steam page and it auto plays a video. It never used to do that. Really? Why did they do this? I'll have to go tweet know. about that later. That's awful. All right, next. Crazy belts. Oh, uh, this one. This. What is it, I- John? There's you can get the the buckle kind the the, the is a tie kind and a purple one 
uh, notched belts, and I just think they are just honestly out you of this asshole. World. <laughs> you <laughs> dick. Out of this world. I'm sorry. I'm so hungry. Out of this world. I'm just. I'm just. Ah, uh, it's a. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. Okay. Involving conveyor belts. Next. Okay, great. Callie's Caves 3. Run and gun platformer, yo. Where you play is Callie and you run through caves. All right. Great. The next Three. game is called Contract. Oh, that sounds thrilling. It is $4 and uh -huh. it is a side scrolling shooter. Cool. Next one is called Dungeons Are Random. It's a randomly generated dungeon game. And Perfect. it's on sale right now, apparently. Yeah, it's procedurally generated nonsense. Uh, that apparently not a lot of people like so far. Next. The next one sounds like Dodger Bait. It's uh, called yeah. Wild Cat Girl Appears. A Wild Hold Cat Girl Appears. Hold on now. It, it is a short is. visual romance novel involving cat girls. Yeah. It has my trope of three boob sizes in it. Perfect. Every game does. That's a lot of large boobs actually involved in that game. Yeah. <laughs> next one is Can called... I Yes. Can I do yes, Chowder Chew? Sure. What's Chowder Chew about? Okay, let me just look it up here for a second. Yes. <laughs> you didn't right. know? Okay, no, I got it. I just read he the got it. He got it, TB. He got I'm, it. I'm he got it. He's got it. Right. He's got it. The date is December 7th, 1941. It's a quiet morning on Pearl Harbor. Planes in the distance. This is kind of fucked up, don't you think? Uh, are you sure this is the same game? <laughs> <laughs> are you doing that this on purpose? That was a prank, but it didn't land very well. Fucking dick. <laughs> Please! To the harbor! To the harbor, they screamed! I think this is kind of... Now I know up. why it's a year and a half between visits with you. <laughs> Texas, that will forget your bullshit. You, I, love all, I love your fucking dead death silence just like <laughs> fucking staring me down. <laughs> I was trying to go for a bit of a uh, fucking... Um, What's his name? Norm McDonald, but I didn't I didn't fucking nail it. He does that shit so well. All right. What's Chowder Chew? Let me read it for real. No, actually, let's just move on. No, yeah, because it's not shit. Even... It looks awful. Nope. Don't even. Great. All right. Next what is called is that Walk the Light. It's a puzzle game involving a mysterious light source. You walk. Great. Oh, shit. Next yeah. is called the light. Amplitude. Ooh, Amplitude. That's the re-release of Amplitude on PS4. That uh, That's worth playing. That's a cool rhythm game. Cool. Uh, tomorrow, January 6th, we've got Age of Steel Recharge. 2D strategy with a view from the side. It literally looks like a Newgrounds game. You know those kind of Newgrounds took of war strategy games where you just build shit? Yep. It's that. Mm -hmm. Great. Except they expect money for it. Next. Next game is called Squirbs. S-Q-U-I-R-B-S. Squirbs. Challenging puzzle platformer. Looks like, oh, oh. next. <laughs> January seventh, we've got Fairy Tale Mysteries: The Puppet Thief. The, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put money down that this is a hidden object game without even looking at it. I hope so. It's, it's a hidden object game. It's I can tell. Is. I have a spider sense for these things now. I'm still yeah. getting a pearl. I'm still getting a Pearl Harbor vibe from that one. <laughs> next. Next is called Bigley's Revenge for Wii U. Uh, Bigley's Revenge Wii U game. That's rare. It is. What the f? No. From the talented studio that bought you Meme Run. Fuck off. Next. Uh oh. January 8th, we've got Futuridium EP Deluxe. Futuridium! What the hell is this? Ew. 
It's a psychedelic retro-inspired shoot-em-up with a modern twist. It's got a really cool look to it, actually. Puzzle <laughs> elements, vibrant, low-poly aesthetic, heart-pumping electronic soundtrack. This actually looks pretty cool. Cool. Next one is called Windlands. Windlands. It is... In early access, it is a first-person grappling hook exploration game. Alrighty. Next game is called Chiptune Champion. I'm going to assume it is a music rhythm game. It so. absolutely is. Where you play your keyboard like a guitar. Great. Cool. And then January 9th, we've got Specoino Back to the USSR 2.0. Holy shit. This might be the best title I've ever seen. What Back the to the USSR 2.0. 2.0. 2. It appears to be a, it's a Russian visual novel, quite literally. Oh, my perfect. goodness. That's it, right? It, the end. I mean, it is. Pretty much. That's it. Yeah. Just, oh, uh, you do it by week. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. That, that's pretty much. Like, Damn, it's a freaking long list to go through. Yeah, we're not going through uh, all that. Yeah, that, that that's pretty much it for the week. So it's not not a lot. So good excuse to go play Warframe and use my referral link because I want free shit. But I'll tell you what just came out. A game called What's Under Your Blanket for 89 cents. What is this game? It's about a guy who gets into an awkward situation in a not suitable moment and tries to overcome it. This is a game about wanking. Great. Wait, what? Wait, real? This is a game about masturbation. This is on Steam right now. Awesome. What is Under Your Blanket? Even we, the developers of the game, have differing opinions. Or maybe a vagina. Even we, the developers of the game. Or maybe both. Uh, I even we even we agree this shouldn't be on Steam. Why is this on Steam? How the fuck did it get through Steam? Oh, the phone. What? Eight, Eighty-nine cents is a cheap price for a wank. If I'm being fair. Wh- wh- when do you pay for your wanks? What the hell happened? What? You don't have a mom that charges you for your wanks. <laughs> <laughs> you are an odd person. <laughs> you don't have a mom that puts your wanks behind a pay toll. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Yep, this got green light. That's where we end. That's yep, where this, we're this is a right there, end it. End, by end, Russians. Green lit by a thousand Russians. <laughs> Thank you, green light. You are a great system. Please burn in hell. <laughs> we should just end the podcast. Right? I, I I agree. Oh I thoroughly Shut agree. Shut it down. Let's let's do Shut that. I'm going to press the end button, and we're going to leave, and nobody nobody okay. will have to worry about anything Bye. anymore. Bye, this, everyone. This is the end of the show. The end oh, of the show. <laughs>